and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and/or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere. Some of these stories, I mean, we all could have predicted them. The whole Starbucks situation, I mean, come on. Anybody with a working brain could have figured that out as soon as they announced it. Right when they said that the bathrooms would be open to anybody, you could go in there, shoot your drugs up, whatever you want to do. Everyone knew that the result would be what it is. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, shout out to the uh, Silver Medal Award winning, Silver Medal winning, that's probably the best way to say it, Olympian Kim Glass, who was attacked in downtown Los Angeles by some ridiculous, crazy nut job who should have been locked up. He has a track record of abusing women, but for some reason, he was allowed to be on the streets after a felony conviction for that exact same thing that he did recently to Kim Glass. I wonder why he was on the street. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. Also, a shout out to the veteran out there in wait, Clayton County, the Atlanta, Georgia area for defending his home with his AR-15 style rifle. People like Stacey Abrams say, hey, why do you need an AR-15? Why do you need more than five or 10 rounds in a magazine? Well, I might have three or four guys armed coming to my crib in the middle of the night with the guns out. So what am I going to do? We'll talk about Leah Thomas as well and a whole lot more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internets. I know I'm late, but it's not my fault. Please blame the white man. But you guys are fantastic for joining me. Uh, if you like what you heard thus far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. If for some reason you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and subscribe to the channel right now. That'll help me out a whole lot as well. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, need that. Did I say George Glass? I don't know if I said George. I think I said um, Kim Glass. If I said George Glass, I don't know why I was talking about George. Talking about Kim Glass. But we'll get to all those things in a minute. Of course, this is a podcast we're recording live right now. And you can find this podcast audio only on your favorite audio streaming platforms, whether they be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. Links for that will always be in the description box or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. And that should pop right on up. So, again, thank you all for being here. Uh, shout out to the sponsors, of course. Shout out to BHEDesigns.com. They make the beautiful handmade wooden flags that are right behind me. You can get ones that are identical to these or whatever you like for yourself over on BHEDesigns.com. The link for that website will always be in the description. Also, go to PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information anywhere on the Internet. Been around for a very long time. Very well respected. Check them out. PatriotPost.us. Links will be in the box. If you're listening to me on audio only, there should be a description section somewhere. And these links will be in that section. Also, go to my websites first. AnthonyBlogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. The letter B-L-O-G-A-N.com. For every video that I produce, there will be an article that I write. And in that article, I'll cite my sources. The only time I don't do a video, apart me, an article for my video is if it's a short. If it's a short, I don't I don't do any commentary on shorts, really. So the short is just 
what it is right there. But for every other video that I do commentary on, I write an article about it and I will always cite my sources. So whatever I say in the video, I'll be able to prove in the article for said video. Again, it's anthonyblogan.com, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-B-L-O-G-A-N.com. Also on the website, you go to the contact page. You can find my email address, my snail mail address, my P.O. Box, of course, and also my other social media accounts, my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All those things are on the website. So if there's ever a question, hey, ABL, I saw a fake page of yours. Is that you? What's going on? Well, go to the website, and if it's not listed on the contact page, it's not me. Okay? So that's that. Also, go to uh, ablmerch.com. That is ablmerch.com. We got hats, T-shirts, stickers, mugs, and more right there on the website, ablmerch.com. And if y'all visit any of those websites, one of them, all of them, I thank you in advance for doing so. And tell a friend to tell a friend about them. Now, where are we going to start? There's a whole lot we can get into right now. There, there is a whole, whole lot going on. Um, hmm. I think I want to start with Leah Thomas because that's kind of a dead horse, a little teeny bit. But I want to um, get into this because this, I think, might be the ultimate. This might be the end game, really. This, this might be the the purpose of all this LGBTQ elemental P stuff. Now, before I say anything about this, understand this. If you happen to be gay, if you happen to be a member of the LGBT, um, I guess you would say community, this is not necessarily against you. I'm talking about the LGBTQ movement. It's the same way I talk about Black Lives Matter. And don't get that confused. I'm not trying to compare being black to being gay, so don't get it confused. I'm just talking about organizations of people. So when we're talking about Black Lives Matter, I'm not referring to the black community. I'm not referring to black people. I'm not referring to anything racial aside from the racial element of that organization, the racial element of the ideology of that group, of that movement. I'm talking about that specifically when I refer to Black Lives Matter, not just random normie black folks like myself and anybody else. The same thing with the whole LGBTQ movement thing. That right there is a, is a political monster. There's a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot to it. Mostly it's political. And the politics present themselves in different ways. For example, you have actual politicians on Capitol Hill doing things specifically for the LGBTQ movement. You go to California and their state government, they're talking about, oh, well, hey, if you have a man that's 25 years old and the boy that's 14 years old, well, I think it might have been if a man is 24 years old and the boy is 14 years old, then if they have any kind of, you know, relations, it's not a felony to do that. So it's okay for the boy to be 14 and the man to be 24. It makes you think, like, what are we really doing? What's the, what's the end goal here? Ricky Martin and his nephew. I won't go down that road, but I digress. My point is that the politicians have one thing they're trying to push or a few things they're trying to push, but your regular normie gay person may not be on that same wave. Okay. So my question is, what is, what is the LGBTQ movement really about? Now, when it comes to quote unquote, Leah Thomas, formerly known as William Thomas, I see what it is. See a thing about people like William Thomas or Leah Thomas, whatever they, them, Zim Zerb want to be identified as. It's about trying to usurp women, trying to replace women, trying to make it, 
to where women are no longer really required. It's, it's weird because a lot of the people that will support the LGBTQ movement and all the radical elements found within, they'll talk about a Supreme Court decision and they'll liken it to a handmaid's tale. You see, they, they come out there with the cosplay outfits on, the, the little red riding hood or little red white hood, clan hood anyway. They come out there like that and say, oh, well, this decision is the equivalent to what was in The Handmaid's Tale. But then you'll see a surrogacy picture of two men and the woman in the background by herself pregnant. It's like, well, which, 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 which one is closer to The Handmaid's Tale? I mean, I'm seeing some projection. I'm not saying that the surrogacy thing is equivalent to Handmaid's Tale. I'm not saying that. But if you had to pick which one is closer to what is in The Handmaid's Tale, it's easy to see which one it is. And it's not Roe v. Wade being rescinded. But that's what they do. They they project on to regular normies what they are doing. So when they do it, we can't say they did it. Because they already told us that we're doing it. That That's the mind games that the people who are really into the politics, really into playing games, into these types of radical movements, that's how they operate. They play mind games, right? They, they fight battles of the mind. They don't really fight battles of the fists and the bullets. They fight battles of the mind. But then when it comes to trying to enforce certain things, then they want to fight battles of the bullets and battles of the fists. That's why they want to disarm you. They'll have their guns. They'll have their private security. They'll have whatever they want, but you can't have your guns. That's how that works, Okay. That's how that works. Like Stacey Abrams, I think Stacey Abrams or one of these people said that they're a gun owner, but yet they support um, gun confiscation and or very tight gun control. They can do it, but you can't. That's how that works because they want to be the ones in charge where you're the peasant, you're the serf, subservient to them and whatever they say. And it's easy to make you subservient when you can't defend yourself and when you don't know anything, when you're ignorant and unable to defend yourself, you're a slave. That's what they did during slavery. That's why it was illegal to teach slaves how to read. And you most certainly couldn't arm a slave because if they're armed, they can retaliate. They can break away, obviously. If they're educated, they could just go out there, figure something out in America, make some of themselves, and they have no desire to be a slave anymore. That's more revolt. They do the same thing with regular normies out here in the world today. But I'm going down a deep rabbit hole, so I'm going to go ahead and just get up out of that. Let's get back to Leah Thomas and the whole situation. So Leah Thomas, <clears throat> Leah Thomas is biological XY male. This is a fact. It's not transphobia. It's not homophobia for me to say that Leah Thomas was born. William Thomas was born with male genitalia was born as an XY male. That's just a fact. They can identify as uh, Kirby from Nintendo video games right now. Uh, Leah can identify as a puff of train smoke, a pair of Apple iPods. I don't care what you identify as now. The fact is that you were born as an XY male, point blank, period. But now, in the senior year of college or the last year of college, last year of eligibility, all of a sudden, William becomes Leah and now begins to dominate the women. Remember, William Thomas was on the UPenn swim team swimming as a man. He was not very successful as a man. But then when William becomes Leah, all of a sudden now, he's a champ because he's competing against women. And by the way, uh, William, also known as Leah, is not even gay. You understand? Like, as a man, he's a heterosexual. As a woman, I guess he'd be a lesbian. But as a man, he's a heterosexual. He's not even gay. So when he goes into the locker room, 
and he still has his genitalia swinging around, and he sees young ladies in there, that's going to be very awkward. So how does this person become woman of the year from UPenn? Well, I think what happened was UPenn had to nominate this person as woman of the year because UPenn stuck beside him. I'm talking about they stuck beside him through everything. Teammates saying it was unfair, they didn't feel comfortable. Uh, other teams talking about this is not right, it's uncomfortable, it's, poly it's politically motivated, all of that. And the third, they stuck by him. They basically said, hey, if you don't like it, you can leave. That's what UPenn said. So they had no choice. If you stuck beside this person throughout this entire process, let them get in the pool, let them break records, do all that stuff without any kind of discipline, no nothing. If you let that happen, you got to say, okay, woman of the year. If you don't do that, then now you're considered to be transphobic. You know, because the whole thing was trying to appease the woke mob, right? If that's the whole thing, you got to go all the way with it. This is what I'm talking about when I say a lot of these people in these uh, kind of movements, your BLM and your LGBT type stuff, these people, they're never really happy. They never just say, okay, that's enough. Like the whole thing with gay marriage. I called it right when it happened. I said, if they pass gay marriage, this ain't going to be the end. This is only the beginning. They're going to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Okay? Look at their reaction to Ricky Martin and what's going on with that, and you'll see where we're going next. I mean, anybody could have seen this coming because now you got you got drag queen story time. You got little kids dancing in strip clubs at 10 years old, getting dollars put on it and this stuff. We see, we see where this whole thing is going. But like I said, these people and these politically different motor, uh, organizations, these political movements, they never just stop at one place. Gay marriage, okay, cool, we got that. What's next? It's always going to be the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You went, you went in a very short period of time from gay marriage being legalized to now you having biological XY men competing against women in sports and dominating. And even in contact sports like um, in MMA with Fallon Fox, this, this person was a biological man and began to beat up on women in MMA, fractured one girl's skull. Then you have the person, uh, what's that, Richie Trace, um, the, 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 the Navy veteran who was a male as a Navy veteran becomes a quote-unquote woman and then goes out there and beats little 10, 13-year-old girls in a skateboarding competition. This person is 29 years old, right, with kids and the ex-wife. Man, man got three kids, an ex-wife becomes a quote-unquote woman and goes out there and dominates little 10-year-old girls in the skateboarding competition and becomes a champion of that. We see where we're going with the whole situation. UPenn had no choice other than to say, you're the woman of the year. Now, this is only a nomination from UPenn. I think each school or a handful of schools, I'm not really sure how many, I think it's like 500 schools. Process probably each school in NCAA. They have the ability to nominate one person from their school to be woman of the year in NCAA. So athletics, not just, you know, regular normie going to science class. I'm talking about people that are in athletics, student athletes. So they picked Leah Thomas. You had to because you already been pretty much thrown all the biological XX women under the bus. So why not just put the person out there to, to the forefront? Now, will this person actually win the entire NCAA woman of the year? I wouldn't doubt it. Didn't we already see Bruce Jenner, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner, um, become woman of the year? Or was that just me? Hold on. Let me just let me make sure I'm not tripping over here. Because I, I distinctly remember... Uh, when Bruce became Caitlyn, this person became Woman of the Year. Let me make sure I'm straight over here. 
Okay, yeah. Matter of fact, yep. So this is Glamour Magazine back in 2015. Caitlyn Jenner was Woman of the Year. <laughs> and it's to the point where, what's the point in having these awards? Why even have a gender award? See, they they have kind of done away with that over in UK, I think, for the the Brits Awards or whatever that was. It was some kind of award show over in UK where they removed the the gender from it. So rather than male artist of the year, female artist of the year, you just say artist of the year. So it's just so silly. But look, Caitlyn Jenner, Glamour Woman of the Year 2015 award acceptance speech. Okay, so this is your Woman of the Year right here. And the, the question is why? What did, what did Caitlyn Jenner do that makes them be Woman of the Year? Aside from the whole gender thing, aside from all of that, the political stuff, same thing with Leah Thomas. What did Leah Thomas do? Because to get this award, you can't just say, well, you know what? All right, I'm a, I'm a girl. Nah, what, what else though? You got to be a pillar of your community. You got to do positive things. What has, is that, um, who's, is that Kylie? One of the, I don't know, Kylie, Kaylee, all these, all these names kind of blend together. It's just like when, you know, create a character type name, the lip fillers and uh, anyway, I'm, I'm getting triggered. But what, what, what did Leah Thomas do to become woman of the year? Okay. Because all I know that Leah Thomas did was become a woman in, the, in their own mind from being a man, a biological man, and then defeat a bunch of girls in the process. Where's their respect for that? Where's your community activism? Where's anything that you have done to really, to really get that? All these awards are becoming very political. I'm not sure how long it's been that way, but the awards have become very political to the point where they mean nothing anymore. They mean nothing. If you get, if you get an award, it's because you know somebody, um, it's for a political purpose. Somebody got a big bag of money. It's always some kind of ulterior motive. It's never just because you're so excellent and great. It's because there's a motive behind it. It's it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous at this point. But the problem is a lot, a lot of your normies don't understand that. They don't get it. So they'll see an award show and they'll watch it and they think that the awards mean something, but they don't mean anything. The Hollywood types it means nothing. All that it means is somebody got paid or there's an agenda to push. That's all that it means. Okay, you'll see sometimes like that'll be the, the case in music. People like Lil Nas X winning the awards. Lil Nas X, I mean, he has one song. He's a one-hit wonder. Old Town Road, that's it. Okay, and wasn't that a cover from Billy Ray Cyrus? I, I'm not sure if it was or not, but it don't really matter. He had one song, Old Town Road, that's it. But if you watch the television, they'll tell you that Lil Nas X is a media icon. They got questions about him in Jeopardy and everywhere else. It's it's a whole agenda. All right. But I digress. Uh, if you like what you're hearing so far, please uh, give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And let's go ahead and keep on rocking here. I'm seeing some interesting comments. I ain't even really going to get into it. Oh, also, rest in peace to Ivana Trump. Donald Trump's ex-wife. I think Ivana Trump is a mother of Ivanka, Eric, and Trump Jr., if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. Let me just look her up right quick. So Ivana, they said she fell down the stairs and she died as a result of injuries from the fall. 
Okay, that's what that's what they say. They find her in their apartment and she had fallen, and that's what happened. People say, you know, that she got killed. I mean, who who knows what happened? But all I know is that she's passed away. May she rest in peace. And they said that the cause of death was blunt force trauma from falling down the stairs. And that's that's pretty much what it is. So yeah, I was right. Her her children are um Trump Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. And Trump has, I think, two more children. Uh, Tiffany Trump, I think, he had her with Marla Maples, if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, Barron is with Melania. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm saying this correctly. Um, Yeah, Tiffany Trump for Marla Maples. That's correct. Yep. Marla and Trump were married in the 90s. And I think um, Ivana was married to Trump throughout the uh what the the um some of the seventies and the eighties. Mostly in the eighties. But yeah, rest in peace to Ivana Trump. She was seventy three years old. Again, this is Donald Trump's ex wife. They got divorced way back in like the early nineties. But Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump and Ivanka Trump are the kids that he had with her. And you know it's so weird that people talk about Trump not liking immigrants. I mean, so many weird narratives. Okay. Ivana's from Czech Republic. And um, Melania's from Slovenia. Like, you got, like, Eastern Europeans that had to immigrate here. Like, they're not just, they, they don't just have heritage from Eastern Europe. Like, they literally grew up, they, they came here probably as adults to America from Eastern Europe. So it's like, I don't understand the whole immigrant comment. Maybe it's the whole brown people thing, which is ridiculous. You know, that's that's so that's so dumb. You know, they, they talk about the kids in cages, but the same cages are operating right now under Joe Biden, even more so because of all the the, the, the lack of security at the border. But whatever, different story. Anyway, rest in peace to Ivana Trump. I just wanted to mention that as I saw some of that in the chat. Um, Again, she was 73 years old, fell down the stairs, died as a result of blunt force trauma. From the fall. All right. But we got a lot going on here. I'm going to keep on rocking. So, did you guys see the video I did today about the the veteran in Georgia who defended his home from some potential intruders? Now, people, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks saying, hey, man, I would have done that better. I would have done this better. Maybe this could have been handled a little bit better. Some said that he should have stayed inside his home, but... Here's a scenario that I'm going to paint for you right quick, and then I'm going to get into the recap video from the news out there in um, Clayton County, Atlanta area, Georgia. Now, let's say you're up. It's like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. It's, it's at night. It's dark. It's very dark, right? You're up, and you just happen to see your ring cam go off, and on your ring cam you see a guy sprinting towards your house with a gun. Like he has the gun in his hand, right? The gun is in his right hand. He's sprinting towards your house to your front door. You might see two other guys close to him, kind of like setting up a, a perimeter close to your house. Now, what is going to be your first reaction? Are you going to think that these guys are just trying to steal your car? Like, what are they, what are they doing? You, they got, they got, you see the guns out already. If it was a car thief, I would think it is going to be one person or 
if it's more than one person, when I have their guns out right there, they're trying to be incognito on the low, trying to get to your car, bust it out right quick, take what they can get and, and go about their business. Or if the door is open, they're going to try to jiggle your door, right? They're going to they're gonna jiggle your door, try to get inside, that type of thing. As far as a car door, I don't mean your house quite yet. But if it was a car thief, they'd be doing that. Now, if I'm seeing three guys flanking my house and they got guns out, and I see it on the ring cam, and I got a wife and kids inside, what do you do in that moment? Let's go ahead and play uh, the, the news recap, and then we could talk about it a little bit. Yeah, everybody's saying you should train more. Of course, everybody should be better trained with their weapons. Unless you're just some kind of expert marksman like the man that was in the Texas church. Remember that whole, the, the Texas church shooting that didn't really happen all the way? That some crazy man went into the church trying to shoot it up. And then a marksman hit him from like, I don't know how far. Like at least about eight pews away, hit that man with a, with a handgun. Boom. Headshot. It was over with. But not everyone is trained like that. I think that guy that, that did that, hit him, him with that really quick shot was like an expert and he was very well known in the area. Most guys don't train like that. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but most guys don't. Let me see if I can find that particular um, video and then I'm going to get to the whole Georgia video. Um, yeah, matter of fact, here it is. Let's see if I can get the actual video. He said tragedy okay so here is the video right if you can see in the upper well in the in the upper left kind of close to the center you can see i think this might have been the guy that shot his it might have been a shotgun inside of a texas church like he was acting weird got up and then shot and then you can see about one, two, three, four, like, like I said, almost eight pews back. Here's my man right here in the top left. I think that's him drawing his weapon and getting ready to blast him. Let's, let's see if they show it. Shattering a peaceful Sunday morning service. So like the gun. Hold on. Drink every moment. It's kind of like hard. All right. See, they, they, they're not really showing the whole thing. And gets up walks to the back see okay there it is they're gonna show it right here so there, there's a gunman right there and appears to say something to a deacon and then pulls out a long gun aims and begins to shoot the attack lasting just six seconds well, that's a long six seconds yeah. that's, that's, that's a man right there that's the operator right there that, that that put him on down asap a lot of things go down in six seconds wilson was in charge of see look there, there he is right there See, by this time, as you see him advancing, I think the guy had already got shot by him. Church security pulls out his own gun, fires a single shot, and kills the gunman before he could harm anyone else. Active threat. That's how you do it. Now, not everybody's going to be so skilled to do something like that. You see, you see something going on, the, the gun coming out, shooting. He has a handgun, pulls it, boom. From a nice little distance, hits him, headshot. It's over with. Most guys will not be that skilled. Now, let's, let's go to the, the whole Georgia thing, and we're going to kind of compare. Again, it's kind of an unfair comparison. The, the Georgia um, homeowner that shot his weapon, he's a veteran, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be a marksman necessarily. I'm not really sure what he did overseas. Some guys 
are trained marksmen that go in overseas in the military in general, but not all guys are going to do that. All right, let's, let's let's watch this right quick. He grabbed his gun and scared the group of men off. What he didn't expect is gunfire was exchanged. This all was caught on surveillance cameras. Riddled with gunfire, that man said he just wanted to make sure his wife was protected. So you see, you know, I'm not sure this this, this, this is probably not the best way to his, his gun is kind of like out from his body. You need to be kind of in. But it can be playing Monday morning quarterback. He's out there in the middle of the nighttime with no shirt on, flip-flops. And you got guys that are shooting at you. You don't know where it's coming from. It's a whole lot going on. See, flip-flops coming off right there, right? I don't want to die at home. <laughs> I survived Afghanistan and everything else. And to die at home in my own yard. The goal for Whitfield Smith was to protect his family and home early Monday morning when he noticed a group of men on his ring camera. I'm noticing uh, a, a young man running from my neighbor's yard across my front lawn into the middle of the street to meet up with two other gentlemen. One of the men made a near fatal decision. Sprints up my driveway. I can see on camera that he's hunched down wearing a gray hoodie and he's got some kind of firearm in his hand. So if you see that on your ring camera, what are you going to do? You see the guy coming from the other yard. You see three guys grouped together and one of them beelines right to your house with his gun out on camera. What do you do in that moment? And you, you seeing it in real time. What's, what's your what's your reaction? You got kids and the wife inside the house. He reaches to try to get into my BMW that's in the driveway. The door's locked. Grab my rifle, head outside. With flip-flops, pajama pants, and no shirt, this veteran went to war to protect his wife who was hiding inside. Boom, 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 boom. There was one gentleman that was on the other side of the trees, and the main protagonist was right here using my truck as a shield. At one point, he kicked off his flip-flops, races inside, puts on clothes, and comes back out. He says he didn't have time to be afraid. Only time to act. I didn't think that they'd be shooting at me, and I'd be hearing bullets whiz past me. I'll tell you what, though. One thing about it, people could say that he could have done it better. It could have been, you know, more, more of a clean approach. I mean, he still went to the danger. He still went to these guys that were armed. He saw that they had the guns, but he went out there with his gun, too, ready for it. So, hey, call him whatever you want. You can't call him no coward. You, you sure can't. And, of course, the police ain't going to do nothing to the homeowner because he was right to defend himself and his family. You know, you, you come into this man's property with guns and you're trying to potentially home invade, maybe steal the car or whatever it is. Nah, you got you can defend yourself in that situation. Now, if he was somewhere else, like a California, for example, it might not be the same way. He might he may be locked up right now for what happened, but you're in Georgia, no way. See, this is why Stacey Abrams, a big part of the reason why she was so unsuccessful, this is why she got stomped into some hot shelf wine by Brian Kemp during the gubernatorial race, because black Georgians, white Georgians, it don't matter what color of a Georgian you are, everybody has their guns and everybody wants to keep their guns. If you run an anti-gun campaign, that's not going to fly in Georgia. I don't care if you are in Atlanta, Athens, Valdosta, Savannah, it don't really matter where you at in the good state of Georgia. 
This father fears he would have been dead if it wasn't for his BMW to shield the nearly two dozen bullets. They said, Mr. Smith, you're very brave. You're very brave, but you're very crazy, you're very stupid, but you're very brave. Yeah, and Mr. Smith is alive. Thankfully, no one was injured in any of this. He says those that the group of men actually got away with the firearm that he had inside of his truck there. He also says that after the gunfire really erupted, they tried to break into neighbors' homes to escape. They were unsuccessful, but they are still out there. If you know any So right there, they didn't make any sense. So they try to break into a neighbor's home to escape. <laughs> Why not just run away, run down the street? So you're going to escape by staying put in a neighbor's home. Like, isn't that called like taking a hostage? So these guys ready for home invasion. They didn't have no problem doing the home invasion. No, no, no kick door action. They have no issue doing that. So I think the man was correct to assume that these guys might've tried to get inside the house and do something else aside from just jiggle some car door handles and try to steal something in the, in the car. Uh, these guys, a lot of the car break-ins in Atlanta, it's an epidemic right now, actually, in ATL, the car break-ins. What they want is any kind of valuable. Uh, if they can steal your car, it's still your car, too. But they want any kind of valuables. Oh, yeah, the, the cars are toast. As far as the, the bullet holes and whatnot, I'm not sure how you're going to repair that. That might be a total situation. You got bullet holes everywhere. So how are you going to fix that? I'm not really sure. The body shop, you're going to be in the body shop for a good year with bullet holes from the rudder to the tutor. But anyway... They're trying to steal valuables. If you got a gun in your car, they're going to take that ASAP. That's going to be the number one thing they're trying to find in your car is a gun. In Atlanta, anywhere else especially, but definitely ATL. If they can steal the car, they will. But if they can't, they're going to take the guns inside. If you got if you got a cell phone, a laptop, wallet, um, credit cards, anything like that, they're going to take for sure. But probably the two main prized possessions of a burglar or any kind of a car thief, a car breaker enter, gun and cell phone. That's the main thing. Credit cards, all that, that's cool too, but gunning your cell phone. If your cell phone's unlocked, they got everything to your life right there. They probably got your, your credit cards. They got your personal information. They got everything. They, they can blackmail you. They can do whatever they want to you with that, with that cell phone. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of what's going on with that. But um, you could do that in Georgia. You could, you could defend yourself in Georgia. Yeah, you, could, you could definitely defend yourself. But, of course, there's always better ways to do it. I'll always be trained, always trained for that kind of situation to happen. So when you do need to go out there and get her done, you can do it. I think the guy was pretty well trained. I'm not necessarily sure if he's the best uh, gunman ever, but he is a veteran, went to Afghanistan. So you can't necessarily be a veteran and have no training at all, no experience with, with weapons. All right. So that's kind of what that is. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Yep. And what else we got going? We got a, quite a few things going on here. Um, yeah. Let's talk about um the Olympian Kim Glass being attacked out there in Los Angeles. Now, this is crazy. Kim Glass is an Olympian, uh, volleyball player, real tall, six foot three, beautiful woman, by the way. Keeping all the way real. I mean, <laughs> all the way real. Matter of fact, I have a before and after of what happened. Like as far as her face before the attack and after the attack. So that's her right there on the left. I mean, stunning, right? On the right is how she looks now after her eye has healed a little bit. Now, if you didn't see my video, let me explain what happened. 
So she was in downtown LA, which is already that's that's already a red flag right there. Downtown Los Angeles, I mean, that's that's just dangerous. It's a daytime, but it doesn't really matter. Daytime, nighttime, it's dangerous. Point blank, period. Because you have lawlessness happening on the ground floor in Los Angeles. Now, if you live in the Hollywood Hills, oh, everything's going to be all right for the most part. You're not going to have this rampant crime. Okay, you're not going to have homeless people up in the Hollywood Hills. In certain parts of the city, they allow homelessness. In certain parts of the city, they don't. But in downtown L.A., you can do whatever you want to do downtown L.A. You can you can set up a tent. You can smoke crack. You can shoot meth. You can assault people. Do whatever you want to do. Now... This, um, so Kim Glass, who I just showed, she was having lunch in downtown LA with her friend. And after it was over with, she's just walking down the street, minding her business, broad daylight, not, not a cloud in the sky, beautiful weather. When all of a sudden she gets blindsided with a 10 inch bolt, this homeless man threw a 10 inch bolt with precision, hit her right in the face. He threw it so hard. That it, it, multiple fractures, lacerations, it was blood everywhere. There's video of the aftermath, not of the actual boat being thrown, but of the aftermath. It was, it was blood all on sidewalk. It was, it was a whole big mess. And shout out to the Good Samaritan black guy by the name of Benson Parks, who ran after the, the other black guy that attacked her and held him down until the police got there. Now, of course, this guy, the attacker, 51 years old, probably a crackhead, crazy, whatever it is. He's been arrested before for the exact same thing, like the exact same type of thing, beating up on women. He has multiple arrests for the exact same thing. Matter of fact, I think he has two felony charges. And I think one was uh, probation. He got probation for the first. The second was a penitentiary term. But the penitentiary term was in 2019. So... If you are assaulting women randomly on the street and you get locked up on a felony conviction, how are you out already in 2022? Again, the the penitentiary term was 2019. You, you got convicted in 2019, serving the penitentiary term, and you're out right now in 2022. He was out on parole. He was out on parole. So the only reason why she got attacked that day is because of the soft on crime policy in Los Angeles from George Gascon, from Gavin Newsom, from the whole California cabal. So she went on Fox and she was making her case like, hey, these guys, it shouldn't be on the street. I was attacked by this guy who should have been locked up. You have violent criminals, they need to be in jail. And George Gascon is the kind of guy that says that the three-strike rule is, un is unfair, is inhumane. Well, look, check it out. If you don't know what the three-strike rule is, the three-strike rule says... um. With each felony conviction, you have tougher penalties. That's, I think, the, probably the official way to say it. Now, the normal way to say it is that when you get to your third felony, you're going to get life in prison or a very tough sentence. 25 with the L, which is correct. But see, okay, you get a first felony conviction. That's just the standard sentencing. On your second, you're going to get a tougher penalty than the first one because you have escalating penalties for your crime after the first felony. So the first felony, you get regular sentencing. The second, you get, it's tougher than the first one. And the third one, the toughest. You're probably going to be in jail for a very long time, 25 years minimum. But Gascon, the DA, does not want to do that. 
oh, it's inhumane. These people are not very dangerous. Well, how about this guy that's attacking women randomly on the streets of Los Angeles? Okay, he has a he's done the exact same thing before. It's not it's not his first time doing this. So she was on Fox and she gave a very um, heartfelt um, interview. I'll play some of it right here. It's pretty long. It's it's on my website, of course, anthonybelogan.com. And I did a video about it and I played the full thing there. But I'll play a little bit of it right here. So let me go ahead and just cue this up. Shout out to Byron Donalds for posting the clip from Fox. And I, I, cause I was trying to find it right when I saw it. I saw this clip live on Fox when she was on there. So shout out to him for being able to clip that and post it. Yeah, they're not, they're not getting the one-strike charges. That's right, Sharp Bait. They're not even really getting the one-strike charges. They, they're getting slaps on the wrist for the first felony. So the first woman you beat up in Los Angeles, you didn't even go to the penitentiary, let alone jail. You got probation. You beat somebody else up. <clears throat> you get in a very short prison term a year, two years, whatever it is, you're out on parole and you do the exact same thing again. We saw that type of thing in New York City where this guy got arrested on a murder charge and they let him out with no bail. Just, hey man, ROR. And then he got arrested, I think that night or the next night on another murder charge. He killed somebody. Like as soon as he got out of jail, he killed somebody else. So maybe just maybe if he was in jail, on the murder charge, rather than being released with no bail, he wouldn't have killed somebody else that same night or the next night when he was out. I mean, this is common sense type stuff, but I guess we don't have any more common sense in America. You know, common sense ain't too common. Let me go ahead and play the video right here from Miss Glass, who, if you don't know, she is a super medal winning Olympian in volleyball was walking in downtown Los Angeles when the suspect allegedly hit her in the face with a metal pole. He is identified as a homeless man with previous convictions for felony assaults. He was out on parole at the time of that attack. Joining us now. So that, that's, that's the guy right there. And this, this is the video of the actual attack. So you see the aftermath. They, they got it blurred out because there was so much blood. And you see her right there holding her eye. Homeless man. And that's, that's the guy that attacked her. And with previous convictions for felony assaults, he was out on parole at the time of that attack. Joining us now is the Olympic silver medalist herself, Kim Glass. Kim, welcome. Mm. How are you feeling? Hi, how are you? Man, I'm healing. I'm healing. Now, I'm going to pause right quick. Somebody, I was reading some comments. People said that, oh, it's a fake thing because her eye switched. I mean, come on, we got to understand that sometimes with your, with your cell phone, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mirror the image, it's going to be on the other side. This is not fake. The guy got arrested. It was witnesses. The guy had a track record already doing the exact same thing. He already been to the penitentiary. This is not a fake story. This, this is not just a smoyer. This is a real story. Look at her face. And what would she gain from saying that this random guy just beat her up or hit her with a bolt? See, Jesse Smollett, his whole thing was the racism element. But I, I'm a digress. My emotions change every day. Mm. Look, you know, you, like I'm, I'm always really grateful and happy that this didn't turn out as bad as it could have been. But, you know, like, you know, I'll be in the car with someone and someone will come up towards the car. I like freak out sometimes. So every day is a little bit different. I'm still processing this. Yeah, Kim, we just want to remind viewers this was in downtown Los Angeles. Daylight. Right. And, and out yeah. of nowhere, you get yes. socked by a 10-inch bolt. And I, I just have to think, when, when, yeah. when you think back on that, it has to, 
there has to be some something in your mind that's saying, how in the, why in the world did that happen? And when you ask yourself that, how do you answer it? You know, I sat with it. I was thinking about it in the ambulance as I was talking to my mom on FaceTime. And I was like, Mom, I don't know why this happened to me. And and I was like, I, I, there's nothing I could have done to prevent it. You know, like, I think sometimes we get really... We feel like kind of immune when we're walking in the daytime, right? Regardless. And I think about what I could have done. And I don't, for me, I, I feel like I'm always alert. And I, there's nothing I could have done to prevent this. Oh, you know, I know everyone's out there offering me self-defense classes. And how'd you let him get close to you? I'm like, he wasn't close. And I could have never predicted this happening. And as I've been home and thinking about this, I said, God, you chose me for a reason, you know, and the reason is one, you know, I'm hard headed. So you knew I was going to make it. <laughs> and I think, uh, and you know that I still have work to do here. And, um, but also because he had other attackers and there's been other victims around Los Angeles and it keeps on happening. And, and everyone's paying attention to me because I'm an Olympian, right? But these other attackers haven't been, um, the other victims haven't been vindicated, mm. right? Every time someone's being let out on the street again and again, they're doing a disservice and they're pretty much saying that these victims' traumas were in vain. And now, like, I'm here to, I'm hoping that this doesn't happen to anyone else again. And it's however a, I can help, yeah. I think that's what it, it's, it's a strong message. Yeah, that was a really good point. Just pause it right quick. That's a really good point. She said about, well, the reason why I'm getting attention is because I'm an, I'm an Olympian. So, but there are others who do not have this privilege to be somebody that has any kind of notoriety. So I'm speaking for them, the other victims that nobody knows about. There's a lot of people that are out there, people that regular normies, they get beat up, shot, killed every day. Matter of fact, there was a NASCAR driver that got stabbed to death in Los Angeles at a gas station, I think, today, yesterday. So this, this is becoming very common in the left coast, Los Angeles, San Fran, et cetera. Message. Because of that, you're calling for change. What do you think could help crack down on attacks like this from happening? Um, well, when I look at it, it's like, you know, I think that we all deserve the opportunities of freedom. You know, but not if you're a terror to society. And this is, this history has repeated itself with this, right? He was let out on probation and he attacked someone else and that was a misdemeanor, right? But before that, he had already assault and battery two other people and they were all women, mm -hmm. right? And so what does it take, you know? Like, we just keep dropping the ball and we keep dropping the ball. You know, I look at it like this, like, I'm, an, I'm a professional, I was a professional athlete, right? I've been a part of teams all my life, right? And if I keep doing something wrong the entire time, I have to change something because it's not working for the team, mm. you know? And if I'm not changing something, then I get taken out and someone else replaces me. And at this point, what's the answer, yeah. you know? Because something, everything that we're doing right now is not working. Yeah, well, a and lot there of, needs to be Kim, a change, a, a lot and of that's that evident. A lot of that answer, frankly, um, comes from people like you when you go public. 
I mean, we're, we're, yeah. we're looking at you. We know what you look like in the hours after. You look terrific, by the way, uh, before and, and after. <laughs> Thank you. But when you go public and tell people, hey, Thanks. man, we can't live like this. Let's get our house in order so that people like me don't have to suffer because of the decisions of other people that they're making for us. That, right. That's your purpose now. I know, man. And I just, I just hope that God leads me and is like, gives me the right words or just leads me in the direction that's where everyone's highest good. Mm. Sorry. We wish so, you Because, you know, I, I didn't expect all Hunt this. through the TV <laughs> camera to you. Kim, we're praying for you. <laughs> Thanks. Hang tough. You have more Thank people you behind you than you have, have any idea. So many people. I got to pause right quick before the water works on my end, before I get the one tier to come right here and just drop down. Um, now, I forgot what I wanted to say. Let me go ahead and play it, and then I'll say what I got to say afterwards. Support you. I feel it, you guys. It's crazy. And I think that this is what we stand for, right? As all the bad that's happened, I tell you, and how divided our country is. But I tell you, like, when you see everyone come together, how everyone's rallied around me, this is what America's supposed to be about, and this is what we stand for. And we got to do this together, you know? Amen Sorry. to that. Yeah. Hang tough. Thank you, I'm Kim. not a pretty crier. <laughs> What I wanted to say was that this is still a woman. You understand? Like this whole thing about feminism and, you know, I could do whatever a man does, whatever, whatever, whatever. This is still a woman here. Got attacked by a man on the street. So where are all the feminist groups and all these organizations, the Black Lives Matter, where are they at to defend this lady right here? Okay. This it's not okay. It's not okay to attack anybody, regardless of how they identify or what they are or whatever. This is a woman right here. You understand? And She's trying her best to keep it together. It's despicable to see these ridiculous crackhead men attack these women like this. When I was a kid, uh, hitting a woman was like reprehensible. You were like scum of the earth. You could fight, you could fight another man, and after you could shake hands or whatever, go out to bit. But a woman, innocent, didn't do a thing, minding the business. Nah, guys like that would die when I was coming up. Die it's ASAP, ASAP, and it wouldn't even be a problem. You go to court and beat the case. Yeah. Hang tough. Thank you, and, guys. Um, thank you for sharing your story. And we'll keep sharing it. We'll check. Thank back you, in guys, with you. for talking to me. You bet. Right. Kim, thanks. Man, that was. I mean, I watched that live. It was. It was rough to watch it. I mean, emotional roller coaster. I felt. I felt for her so much. I, I felt. I, I felt really, really. I felt all her emotions when I watched that. For real. Okay, I felt everything. It, it make you want to go out there and do something to that guy. Man, when I was a young kid, that that never would that never would slide. Having some man attack some woman like that, it it would never. It it just was unheard of, for that kind of thing to just be permissible. But nowadays, it's like you know whatever, it's crazy. So, that was Kim Glass, an Olympian. She thirty seven years old, real tall, six foot three. She's a, a volleyball player. And she won silver medal, I think, back in 2008 at the Beijing Olympics. So shout out to her. And, you know, I, we, we praying for you, Kim. Hopefully you, you heal well, not only physically, but mentally. Because I know that that attack can do something to somebody. Like she was saying earlier, when somebody would come up to their car kind of quickly, it would kind of like jar her back a little bit because now she's afraid that it could be another attack. Because, again, this person was random. 
She did not know him. He did not know her. It's daytime. She's walking. All of a sudden, boom, he gets hit with a, a boat, a 10-inch boat. I'm going to show you what she probably got hit with, not the exact weapon, but I'm going to show you what she got hit with. So something like this. So anything that you could kind of, you know, Home Depot, whatever, something like this. That's, that's what she got hit with. So the person threw it with precision. So just something like they already know what they're doing. They've probably done this before. All right. And, and why did they do it? Crackheads, dope fiends, crazy, they, they don't need reasons to do things. This is why I'm talking about drugs. And you don't need, like, you should not have a society with drugs in it because the, the problem is the people that are on drugs do things like this. That's the problem. When you just let drugs go rampant, you're going to have a higher chance of crackhead behavior impacting you. You minding your business. You're not, you're not, you don't do drugs. You don't dibble and dabble, but they do. They're on the streets doing whatever they want to do out in the open. So they're going to just attack you for no reason. Just, just because they're having a bad day or a good day, or they're just going through some kind of crackhead or fentanyl funk, they're going to attack you. That's, that's how this whole thing happens. I've experienced that kind of environment. And that's why I say that the drugs are, are killing America. And the, and the biggest thing right now is the fentanyl. It's everywhere. Little kids, adults, everywhere. That, that's killing America. And it's, it's done on purpose from China because they produce the chemicals. And then it comes to the southern border, northern border. We're getting flooded with it. It's a way to kill us from the inside without firing one single shot. You know, if you kill as many Americans with actual gunfire, it'd be considered an act of war. But if you kill us without firing the shot and the same number of people die, it's, it's nothing. It's not even really a big deal. It's not even the effort done to try and stop it. It's nuts. But whatever. Okay. So here's another um, person that got attacked. Now, fortunately for Kim, she survives and she's going to be able to heal and she'll be fine with time, mentally and physically. However, this person, uh, Bobby East, I don't know about NASCAR at all. So if you guys know, y'all let me know who this person is. If they, you know, if you know who they are. But Bobby East got killed at the same age as Kim Glass now. They're both 37 years old. So this person was killed after being stabbed in the chest at a 76 gas station and suspect is killed by the cops. So I'm glad they went ahead and killed the suspect. But my question is this. Did they know him already? Was he on parole? Did he have a long rap sheet? That's what I want to know. Because if he had a long rap sheet and they knew who he was already, you shouldn't have been on the streets. Maybe Bobby East wouldn't be dead right now. He didn't just get stabbed and survive. He's dead. He's actually deceased. Okay, at an at a L.A. gas station. This was published today, the 16th. Okay, so the person um, that killed him is named Trent William Millsap. So he's a stock car racing driver. Okay. And this, this is the guy right there that killed him. You know, white guy, tattoos everywhere, looking like. I don't know if this um, Aryan Brotherhood or something like that. I don't know what's happening here. So that's that's him. So he got killed later at, in the, during a SWAT raid. 
So they, they found him in the Anaheim area apartment. So he got away from the gas station. Then they found him later at an Anaheim apartment. Let me see if they knew about Millsop already, if there's anything about that. Okay, they, they had a search warrant, and they killed him while they executed the search warrant. Let me see. Oh, here we go. Bing, bingo. Before the, before the suspect's death was announced, police said Millsap has an outstanding parole warrant. He should be considered armed and dangerous. Millsap is transient and known to frequent Westminster, Garden Grove, and Anaheim motels. So he already he already was in trouble with the police with, with, with the law with law enforcement. He was already on parole. Maybe he shouldn't have been on parole. Maybe he should have still been locked up. Maybe he wouldn't have killed this man at the gas station, probably for no reason. You know, I mean, you see a guy like that who's already on parole, a jailbird, dangerous. I mean, come on. So yeah, that's 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 what's going on in Los Angeles. Or in 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 Southern California, on the left coast in general, be be careful. It's not safe. You know, if somebody says, "Hey, man, you want to go to L.A. vacation?" Well, if you're gonna fly me to some kind of compound like Chris Brown's house, yeah, I go there. But I'm not going anywhere off of the the property. And if I do go to a, a Chris Brown or somebody, I'm gonna need security for their for their crazy friends. You know, you got all kind of drugs and guns up there. With these nut jobs, I want to be secure from them too. Matter of fact, how about I just don't go to Los Angeles or California? I'm going to just stay over here. I'm, I'm going to stay over this way. They can stay over there. I, I'm cool on that. Okay. Um, Chris Rowe says, can I do the, can I play the San Fran school bus video? Yeah, I played that last time, but I'll play it again for you. Um, you saw it on YouTube shorts. Yes, yeah, it's, it's getting a little bit of traction, actually. It's getting to like 100,000 views. I'll play that again. So if you guys didn't see it before, um, it's at 100, it's 100K views now. So in San Francisco, these kids are getting off a regular public bus for, and they're going home from school and they're having to walk through a bunch of uh, drug addicts and things of that nature. Now, a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys saw that the kids throwing up signs and stuff, but that's not really, that's not even really the point. <laughs> you know, it, it, like the, the bigger issue is where they, where they live. If these kids are throwing up like little signs that appear to be gang signs or like a gun type um, gesture in the camera, that's not as important as where they live because that's influencing that kind of behavior. You, you, you see what I mean? If these kids lived in an area that was not overrun by gangs and drugs and violence and just despair and disgust and filth, maybe they wouldn't be doing that. Just maybe. I, I mean, that's, the, the actual problem is where they live. Let me go ahead and just play that right quick for you guys. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Hey, bye, kids. Y'all get home safe, okay? Y'all get home safe. My little, my little partners out here, get home safe, all right? Oh, sorry, sorry for the cursing. If you got little kids watching, plug the ears up. Get home safe. So look at this right here. So, I mean, just like <laughs> you got little kids getting off a school bus. Like they're going to school. You see what I'm saying? They're going home. 
you got three of the 30 kids got off the bus doing this gesture right here. Why is that just as important as these grown adults who are right there at the bus stop engaging in just, I mean, I, I can smell this particular still shot from the video. I can smell it. You're going to have a bunch of human waste right there. You got drugs everywhere. They're high. They're, they're shooting up drugs right in front of these kids. What's more, what's the actual problem? <laughs> what's the actual problem? All right, it sounds kind of weird. I don't know what happened with that. These little kids got to walk through this shit. This shit is crazy. So, I mean, that's San Fran for you right there. Like I say, left coast California is not safe. It is not safe. Why is that a bus stop? I mean, they, they got to stop somewhere. They, they, the kids probably live right there. That's, that's the whole thing. They probably live right there. So they just go and walk into their house. I mean, like, what, what else are they going to do? Are they going to just stop somewhere else and then walk right back to where they live and still pass these people? That's probably where they live. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, this is the problem. These kids live in this environment where all these drugs and stuff are going on. This is what I'm saying. I've lived in that kind of area a little bit for a short period of time where you got drugs going on. Not anywhere near to that level, but I know what it's like. This, this is what I'm talking about, the, the whole drug problem. And they just let stuff go on. You got people that live. You got real people that live right next to the the, the crackheads, the addicts, the, the 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 heroin, the meth. They live right next to it. So, how are they going to have a good quality of life living in the area like that? Now, of course, we could say what well, their parents should do better. Well, of course, you know. But I mean, maybe the parents can't do better for whatever the reason may be. Maybe their parents are on drugs too. You ever think about that? But I'm getting triggered, so I digress. Yeah, and that was San Francisco. All right. And I guess some parts of uh, San Fran might be beautiful. Some parts might be beautiful, but some parts aren't, obviously. I've never seen anything like that on the East Coast. Maybe it, maybe like New York City, but I've never seen it anywhere. Atlanta, but not even. Not, not even Atlanta, not even New York. Nope, that's the left coast problem because they just allow it to go on. The very liberal policies, they, they allow you to smoke crack all day and to shoot heroin all day. But if you want a gun, good luck, good luck getting that legally. Good luck. All right. But we got, we got more here. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, all these people, uh, Nancy Pelosi, what are they doing? Nothing, not, not, not a thing. Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore apartment. That's right. You're right about that. Baltimore, Kensington. I, I'm sorry, I forgot. Kensington, Philadelphia, um, Detroit. I, I've not seen drugs like that in Detroit. Not like what you just saw. You see uh, abandoned houses everywhere, but I'm not sure about a, a big collection of crackheads and heroin monkeys like right off a bus stop. I'm not sure you see that in Detroit, but maybe I'm wrong. But you you see that in Baltimore to a certain extent. Philadelphia, Kensington, Philadelphia. And, and Philly, what, what they do in Philly is they kind of let them all just huddle up right there. They, they, let, they let them huddle up in Kensington rather than they be in other, in other parts of the city. So you're right about that. They do have them a lot on the East Coast as well. Yeah. So that's my, that's my mistake on that one. Let's get to some more here. Um, 
Oh, Starbucks. Speaking about crackheads and all that kind of stuff, Starbucks. Now, if you guys have been here for a long time, you remember I did a video back in 2018. Well, I did a few videos back then about this very issue. Now, back here, here's a here's a backstory for you guys that don't remember. Speaking about Philadelphia, it all started in Philadelphia. So there was this um, viral video that happened where it was, I think it was two or three black guys in Philadelphia that got arrested because they were loitering or it, it was, it was, they were trespassing in the Starbucks. I think they were just kind of sitting there lounging in the Starbucks lobby. And then they were told to, you have to leave or you got to buy something or they wanted to go to the bathroom, but they were denied entry unless they bought something. Either way it goes, they were told to leave because they didn't buy anything. They were just at that point trespassing. So the police came and got them. They arrested them. Now this particular video went viral. And of course, here comes the woke mob for Starbucks. There was all kind of protests. Let me see, let me see if I can find the original, um, the original article from back then that was talking about it. Because it, you got to have the full context to see what's going on. Okay. So yeah, the Starbucks CEO came out and apologized for their arrest, all kind of stuff. Here's an article from back in 2018. You see the headline, Starbucks CEO apologizes for reprehensible, quote-unquote, arrest of two black men. So it was two black men. Let's see if I get the video here. Okay, so it was on Twitter. It got millions of views, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then in, in, the, um, in the video, somebody says, a white client objects to the scene, repeatedly asking an officer, what'd they do? What'd they do? The woman who posted it says the police were called because the men hadn't ordered anything. They're waiting for a friend to show up who did as they were taken out in handcuffs. All the other white people are wondering why it's ever happened to us when we do the same thing, which is complete BS. All right. And the black police commissioner came out. See right here. Uh, Richard Ross, <laughs> Rick Ross uh, said police have received 911 call from Starbucks worker saying the men were trespassing after sitting down and refusing to buy anything. Ross said his men had politely asked the two to leave before finally arresting them. So they were trying to just say, hey, man, I got to bounce. Y'all not buying anything. I need to go ahead and just roll out. But they refused, so they got arrested. Then it was a whole big thing. Um, it, it was a mess. Um, Questlove from The Roots got involved. It, it, it got big because Quest is from Philly. Anyway, that devolved into this whole thing about let anyone access a Starbucks whenever they want to access it. So there's no need to get a key or a pass or anything like that to use the restroom. You can just sit in the lobby and not buy anything and it's fine. You could do that whenever you want to. So let's say you are homeless or you like, like to smoke crack for a living. If, if, if you enjoy, if you enjoy smoking crack or shooting up heroin, you could just hang out in the Starbucks lobby all day and it's fine. You won't be considered trespassing. That's what eventually happened. And I knew that it would. You see, there's rules for a reason. They, they want you to buy something for a reason, because if you're not going to buy anything, you're going to sit in the lobby all day, clog up space, and you're probably going to bring riffraff to do the same exact thing. It's not going to be good. If you're in a downtown area, especially, you can't do stuff like that. That's, there, there's rules for a reason. But after that whole incident, Starbucks, they get a lot of hate. They get a lot of, a lot of hate mail negative PR. So they came out and said, you know what? You could use the restroom whenever you want. No need for a key or nothing. And here's a, um, 
article about that. Let me see if I can pull it up right quick. And there, there's the big boss right there, Howard Schultz, who's still the big boss today. You, you're, you're here from him in a minute. So, um, oh, and they, they closed during this whole situation. They closed 8,000 stores. I, th- I think they closed all the stores in the country to do um, some racial bias training. It was crazy. They, they closed like 8,000 stores for like a day or a week or something. I forgot exactly what it was. So here's what it says here. The coffee chain said it wants all customers who come in to quote, feel welcome. And it's conducting a three month review of his guidelines that follows comments from Starbucks chairman, Howard Schultz that he didn't want people to feel less than if they were refused access quote, we don't want to become a public restroom said Schultz, but we're going to make the right decision 100% of the time and give people the key. So this started in 2018. Now, what do you think was the result of letting every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the country use any Starbucks bathroom whenever they want with no purchase necessary, no key required? Just go in there and use it. What was the result? Let's, let's say you're in, I don't know, Philadelphia and Kensington, and the Starbucks is wide open. What's going to happen? They're going to be in there shooting up drugs. They're going to be in there uh, doing other activities you shouldn't be doing. It's going to be a mess, a complete mess. And, of course, it was. So now Starbucks is closing. They're closing 60 stores across the country. They're closing, they're closing stores in Los Angeles, of course, because you got a lot of crazy people out there using the restrooms for drugs and other kind of stuff. They're closing stores, I believe, in uh, Portland, Oregon, or Freeout, or one of the two, or both. Uh, they're closing the store in D.C. and Philly. It's probably the exact same store where the whole drama started in Philly. Why? Not because it's not profitable. It's because it's dangerous. Here is Howard Schultz himself talking about the whole situation, um, saying exactly what we said was going to happen. We knew that this was going to bring chaos. It was going to bring violence. And the worst thing are the drug addicts. Imagine, imagine you're 16 years old. You're a Starbucks barista. You got a little, you know, after school job, summer job or whatever. And it's the end of the night. You got to clean the bathrooms. You go into the bathroom. It's, it's a war zone. It's, it's human waste everywhere. All on the walls, the ceiling. This is every night. And you have needles on the ground, fentanyl, meth, cocaine, whatever they want, everywhere. How are you going to clean this? You need a whole hazmat team from the hospital to come in there and hose it down. I mean, but you know what? You could have prevented that from happening if you would have said, hey, you know what? If you want to go back there and use the restroom, give me a dollar. Take a key. Buy a, a latte or something. Buy a lemon loaf. Do something. Have some kind of friction to prevent these bums from abusing your bathroom. But it didn't do that because of the public pressure from the black guys that got arrested back in 2018 in Philly. So here is um, the main man, Howard Schultz, CEO, talking about the failed experiment during an internal meeting. And uh, I don't have to spend too much time on what's going on in the country and how America has become unsafe. Uh, but you all read the press release of the last couple of days about the fact that we are beginning to close stores that are not unprofitable. 
but we're closing stores as a result of the co-creation sessions that we've had, almost 60 now, 25 in the SSC and the rest in the field. We had one yesterday in San Antonio. But in all of those sessions, uh, it has shocked me that one of the primary concerns that our retail partners have is their own personal safety. And then we heard the stories that go along with it about what happens in our bathrooms. The issue of mental illness, the issues of homelessness, and the issues of crime. And Starbucks is a window into America. We have stores in every community, and we are facing things in which the stores were not built for. And so we're listening to our people and closing stores, and this is just the beginning. There are going to be many more. I mean, there you have it. Personal safety, the bathrooms, that's that's where it starts. Because if you if the bathrooms are wide open, you can go in there and shoot your drugs up. Now you're going to attract people to that are just that are coming there for that reason. You're going to attract them to your store. That's going to create problems. It's going to create problems. Now they got to close the whole stores down. They got to close like 16 stores. Now, granted, they got thousands of locations across the country. I think I said like six or like, I think it might've been 9,000 Starbucks across the country. So they closed 16, but it's not even the point. The point is that they close them in very specific areas. They close them in the areas where the whole bathroom thing would have made a difference. They close them in places where they had previously said you can use the bathroom whenever you want. I mean, you, you got to get a key or stuff like that. Then they changed it. Now, now they changed it back. So if you are a Starbucks manager or whatever, now you have the discretion to say, all right, you got to get a key or put in the code or some kind of measure to get into the bathroom rather than just saying, yo, go in there, it's open, shoot crack, snort dope, whatever you want to do. But anyway, that was a failed experiment, and we all knew that it was going to fail like that. And there's a lot of things people do that we can predict is not going to go well, but people sometimes don't want to believe it until it happens. Or sometimes people, they can't necessarily convince people that matter that it's going to be a problem until they get evidence. For example, I think Howard Schultz knew that it was going to be a problem right when they started doing it, but it wasn't until they had the evidence specifically from people being in danger, getting robbed and having the bathrooms get turned upside down. It wasn't until then to where you could say, you know what, here's the evidence. This is why it's not going to be a good idea. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but maybe I'm wrong about that. And if you like what you're hearing so far, give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. So, yeah, uh, the moral of the story is. If you got to go to one of these left coast places, avoid their downtowns or avoid the areas where, you know, it's going to be a bunch of vagrants, crazy people, avoid those areas. You don't want to be in that kind of environment. You want to be in a nice, safe, clean environment. And that's just kind of what that is. All righty. So I get to everything I wanted to get to. Oh, the Good Samaritan, that was really unfortunate. Now, sh shout out to the Good Samaritan in the case of uh, Kim Glass, who chased that guy down. They hit it with the boat. Shout out to him. But there was a different guy. And I must, I must put too much time on it. But there was a guy also in the Atlanta area right where that um, the, the veteran was who had the home invaders come through. He was at a gas station, which is already a red flag. If you're at a gas station 
in Atlanta at 2 a.m., you need to go home because <laughs> it's, it's not safe. In Like in the city, no, nah, at a gas station, that's, that's where it goes down. Every day I see somebody getting shot, assaulted, robbed, something at a gas station at night in Atlanta. Don't do it. Like you're asking for it. Like if you write East Point, College Park somewhere, Midtown, Downtown, Buckhead, no, go home, go back to, go go back up 75, 85, whatever it is. Anyway, so at a gas station, two o'clock in the morning, there was a, a, a fight, a scuffle, some kind of ruckus between a man and a woman. It appears to be domestic. So this guy is there at the gas station, tries to intervene. Now, when he does this, the, the boyfriend, whoever, the, the male, shoots the Good Samaritan and the woman who's being beat on drives off with the guy who just shot the guy, the Good Samaritan. It, it's, that's why it's hard to get in the middle of couples fighting because they, they, they do that a lot. If you try to intervene with the fight and break it up, you may have both of them fight you and you may lose your life behind it. So if you're going to intervene, be careful. That's why I give the guy so much credit in the L.A. case. Now, obviously, that's a different story because in the L.A. case, it wasn't mutual combat. It wasn't a fight. The guy threw a bolt and ran away. It's much different. But still, he still stepped up. The guy could have hit him with a bolt or pulled a gun or a knife, and he still stepped up to the plate to apprehend the guy until the police got there. But be careful. If you're out there, you see, like, mutual combat, two people fighting, man and a woman, I mean, have your gun ready because you might you might have to shoot both of them. You might need to shoot both of them when they attack you. So be careful. That's all I got to say. But I move right along. We got super chats on deck. I'm going to get to those, and then I'll get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. I'll get to the calls in just uh, a few minutes. And I did see Ricky Martin Ricky Martin, just for a quick aside, if I didn't mention it all the way earlier, Ricky Martin, you know, living La Vida Loca, that guy. He was also in the boy band called Menudo back in the day, Puerto Rican guys. He um, has, there's, there's accusation, I'll say it that way. The accusation is that he was in, he was with his nephew in a relationship for seven months. And after... The nephew ended the relationship. Ricky Martin didn't want that to happen. So Ricky Martin went to the boy's house and was like stalking him, harassing him. So now there's like a domestic violence charge against Ricky Martin because he would not leave his nephew alone after they stopped having intimate relations. If that's true, I mean, Ricky Martin, you got to go, man. If that's true, Ricky, if you, Ricky Martin, were with your nephew that way, you need to go, man. You got to go. I don't know where you're going to go, Gitmo, Big Rocks, Little Rocks, but you got to go. That's disgusting. And I, I'm going to leave that there. All I'm going to say is that I know that happened. Um, His um attorneys deny it, talking about, oh, well, the nephew had mental health problems. Okay, whatever. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, when, when you see when you see the kind of stuff happen, when you see the kind of stuff happen or these accusations they're kind of wild like that. I tend to believe it because it's like, why make a, such a wild and crazy accusation like that? Why, why put yourself out there like that? If you are the nephew having, 
you know, some kind of affair with your own uncle? Why would you, why would you put yourself out there like that? It's the evil world we live in. Shout out to future. But I will go ahead and move right along from that story. Um, Super chats on that. Thank you to Kaius Parchments who says NASCAR driver stabbed to death at California gas station. Yep. Covered that one. Um, thank you to Eric Burns Marsh who says, ABL, I'm glad you're late. According to Oregon Health Authority, urgency is a white supremacy value. <laughs> so basically, they're trying to excuse uh, CP time by saying that being on time is a white value. So I guess that's their way of not being racist, but at the same time being racist. Saying, hey, man, you know, you can't be on time because that's a that's a white thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. They get to triangle whip for the donation. It says, hey, you. They get to um, triangle again for the fist bump emoji. They get to Jim Adams for the donation. Thank you to Apu for a few here. Apu says, ABO, your video on Kim Glass was deeply moving. Thank you for that. Also, uh, I saw a Fox interview with Kim Glass before I cried too. Yes. Um, Ebbie, your thoughts on Alex Stein 99 trolling AOC? Yeah, I saw that. Um, can I play that here? I'm not sure if I can. But Alex Stein 99 is a funny guy. He's just hilarious. I mean, 100% hilarious. So shout out to him for trolling her. And it was funny when she responded. It was like he didn't even say all that. He didn't say, he didn't say juicy or nothing like that. He just said big booty. That's all he said. All this juicy and fat, like, where you, where you get that from? you just adding stuff on it. You can say all that. You know, you're giving yourself way too much credit, AOC. That thing ain't really thinking like that. You got flapjacks, but I, I, I'm going to digress. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just move on away from that one. Um, I won't, won't play it. Hold on. I, I, now, now I got to play it if you didn't see it. It's not necessarily too raunchy, but if you got little kids, you know, just go like that for like a second. Let me see if I can find that video right quick from my man, Alex Stein, 99. All right. There's, there's all kind of memes and whatnot that's come as a result of this. Oh, here it is right here. All right. Let me go ahead and put it up right quick. Again, this is Alex Stein, 99 on the Twitters. Yep. He was on the show with me and Tatum one time. Funny guy. He freestyled right there on the spot for us, too. Okay. Let me go ahead and pull it up. AOC, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. This guy is hilarious. He he gives zero, what they say, what the kids say, zero Fs. He don't care. He just will troll. But he troll Adam Kinzinger and a few people on the cap, on the steps of the Capitol when they were going in there for the January 6th situation. Now, that's just kind of what he does. Hilarious guy. Funny, funny. Yep. And then AOC responded on TikTok. Talking about, oh, this guy's harassing me, all this, that, and the third. It was so weird. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find the response video that she did, which was completely, like, out of whack. Hold on right quick. It might be in the replies to this one, perhaps. Or I can just find her TikTok. 
Yeah, I gotta I gotta get on TikTok. I keep people people tell me, hey man, you gotta get on TikTok. That's a new wave. But that that Chinese stuff, I feel like as soon as I get on it, they're gonna ban it because it's you know it's it's Chinese, like for real Chinese, not just like for play. Why can't I just go to AOC's page? TikTok TikTok kind of sucks. I'm not I'm not really a fan. All right. Yeah, I might not be able to find it. But whatever. It was it was just kind of weird. All right, I'll move right along because we don't got that much time. Okay, back to super chats. Super chats. Uh also oh, Apple says, I really didn't like Alex Stein 99 trolling AOC, but as John Noti points out, why didn't her man step up? Also, AOC laughs at Antifa tactics versus conservatives. Exactly. AOC says that you gotta yeah, get in their face and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. When AOC when when uh pardon me when Antifa does violent things, it's totally okay. But when um Alex Stein trolls her, then all of a sudden it's like the worst thing in the world. It's double standards. And yet y'all know how it is. Without double standards, they would have no standards on the left. So we're not we're not surprised at all by that. Not in the least bit. All right. And um also, yeah, AOC's fiance that was there that the ginger i think i think it's a ginger he was right there didn't do anything didn't say anything to the guy he's hearing all this big booty this big booty that he's hearing all that but the guy didn't say anything so what was going on with the um what was going on with the, the the boyfriend where is this spine at oh here we go here's a video right here that i wanted to show of uh aoc responding hey everybody i'm here in the capitol um see this guy right there right there he when i was walking up um oh and parents language alert coming up he said hey it's right in front of a capitol police officer hey uh here's this look at that big ass look at that big juicy booty did, did he say all that i mean i'm not sure you said all that i think you kind of you kind of embellishing you kind of put a little bit more sauce on it you want him to say something that he didn't say you know, he 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 ain't say all that. You kind of exaggerating a little bit there, boss. This Latina, like whatever, you know, all the bunch of racist, sexist stuff. And since nobody can do anything, I'm just telling you because um, this institution is not designed to protect people. And it's really hard and it's really sad that my only recourse is to just let you know about it. But. I mean, what, what should be done? Like, what, what what should actually be done? You want him to go to jail for saying what he said? Like, what what should be done? That's the institution we're in. Yeah, so that was a response to the Alex Stein video. So right as she was so traumatized, right as soon as he did that, she went on TikTok and posted that video immediately. So that's kind of what she does, you know, an, an attention grabber, big time. She, she, does, she she's a, does a pretty good job of getting attention. I will say that. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you at all. But let's keep on rocking here. Um, Apple also says, look at what happened to Seth Rich and Matthew Perna. Look at how James O'Keefe and Peter Navarro and J6 Magger were treated by a Democrat, FBI, and DOJ. LC deserves it. Also, may God liberate J6 Magger from D.C. jail solitary. And also, ABO at the local family barbecue who spins the tunes. 
there's usually not necessarily music playing that I can really recall. I'm I'm not really, you know, we, we focus on getting that food. So and music, I don't know. That's a good question. Thank you to Santo Bartes who says, thanks for the consistency and telling things like they are. Hey, no problem. Thank you for being here consistently and supporting me. I couldn't do it without you. Um, thank you to Jazz Bass who says, Craig Long is new black conservative social media going hard in the paint. Check him out. Yeah, I know Craig. That's a friend of mine. Shout out to Craig. Yeah, he's doing his thing. You, you will see a lot more from Craig coming up here, putting out that good content consistently. So sh- shout out to Craig Long. You guys find him on YouTube and subscribe. And wherever you are, I think he's on TikTok and also Instagram. So yeah, follow Craig Long. Craig Long 45. Apple also says, what music do y'all listen to? Your favorite um, favorite four barbecue? Your favorite four barbecue tunes? I I I don't really have any. You know, we I've not done the whole... Electric slide at a barbecue since I've been a little kid, so I don't really know. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like I'm when I'm when I go to a barbecue, I'm in there trying to just get a plate and get to the food. I'm not even hearing if there's music playing. I don't know what's going on. Give me a burnt hot dog, give me a hamburger, and I'm good money. I don't care about sliding the family stone playing on the in the speaker on somebody's Bluetooth speaker or on their cell phone. You understand? It could be going on, but. I got my my eyes on the prize. Give me some of that slaw on the dog. Give me some of that um, ketchup, mayonnaise. That, man, that mayonnaise, pardon me, mustard, and and we and we're good to go. Um, thank you to J Two Corpse for becoming a member. Thank you to Apple again who says ABO loves your comic book collection story. Marvel or DC? I was a Marvel guy mostly, but I also had stuff from Image Comics. You know, some of the more indie comics. Um, favorite hero in comic. Uh, Wolverine, X-Men, because my last name was Logan. So I, I, I identified with Wolverine. Uh, if I had a what if comic Conan, huh? I had a what if comic Conan walked Earth today. I traded it for three donuts. It's worth $30 a day. Did I do good? Amen. The, the way it is now to get three donuts, $30 a day with inflation. So you pretty much got a one-to-one trade. Okay. Thank you to Apple again who says ABL, WWF, or WCW. WWF, but at a point in time, it was WCW because they had um they had a lot of people. They had a, they had a whole lot, you know. They had Hogan. They had they had everything on WCW, but they couldn't really compete with. Ultimately, they they failed, and I mean WWF ultimately. But for a while, it was WCW, like. 1998, 1999, it was WCW for sure. Favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler was uh, Ultimate Warrior when I was a little kid. And then when I got to be older, it was actually, um, I want to say Hogan was my my favorite when I got to be older. Hogan was good when I was a little kid too. The, um, the, 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 um, what was that? The, The red and yellow. But Hogan became better. As Hollywood Hulk Hogan with the black and white, with the Wolfpack, NWO, he became good doing that too. So Hogan was always like one of my top guys. But when I was a little kid, it was Ultimate Warrior. Most hated wrestler? Um, I'm not really sure. I, I can't really think of a lot of guys I, I, I hated like that. Um, Goldust, maybe? I didn't like Goldust that much. He was kind of scary, but I, I grew to appreciate him later. 
Oh, Junkyard Dog was my guy. I like Junkyard Dog. And I also like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That was my dude. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Just like, he had this look like a plumber or something. He was just all all effort. You know what I mean? Didn't even really care. Come out there, kind of fat. It was just like, whatever, man. I'm out here to, you know what I mean? Just do what I want to do. Okay. So, oh, man. I took it down memory lane. Dean Malenko. Stone Cold was good for a while, too. Attitude Era, Stone Cold, Rock, all of that. He was good. But Hogan was always, like, consistent for me. Okay. Andre the Giant. Yeah, he took him back. Roddy Roddy Piper. R.I.P. Haystack Calhoun. Wow. <laughs> Not Haystack Calhoun. Oh, my goodness. Superfly Snooker. Uh, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, that's Dusty Rhodes. That was a... Uh, was that Goldust his daddy or was that Goldust himself? I think that might have been Goldust himself. Mankind was very good as well. Yep. Mickey Mick Foley. Razor Ramon, but Razor Ramon, I, I knew Razor Ramon more as Scott Hall. I, I wasn't really watching Razor. I, I was I watched Scott Hall when he when he went to WCW. Mm-hmm. Like those days were amazing. Um also favorite. ABL fans, this is a fan. This is a question to the ABL fans from Apple. He says, Van Halen, David Lee Roth, Sammy Hagar. I have no idea about Van Halen. Uh, wrestling, I know about wrestling because I was a big wrestling fan, but as far as uh, Van Halen, I have no idea. Okay, that, that's what's his dad. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, Ted DB, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning was also a very good wrestler. Kane, I met Kane, of course, because Kane is not the mayor of Knox County. That's, um, what's Kane's name? Glenn Jacobs. I met Glenn Jacobs at Politicon in 2019. Humongous. I'm 6'3", 215. I appear to be his son or something standing next to him. He's humongous. I mean, when you, when you see the guys in person, they're, they're, they're crazy big. I'll get to the calls on my own time, Miss Adams. Thank you very much. <laughs> But nah, I got super chats here. Did I get to it? Um, Kaya says Newsom is going to be the Democrat frontrunner in 24. Uh, if they put Gavin out there, it's going to be bad because California is not doing very well. But you know what? Maybe the normies don't really understand how bad California is doing. So maybe they, they might put him out there. He has a look. And he has a connections. He's Nancy Pelosi's nephew. So... <laughs> Talk about nepotism. I mean, good grief. The Speaker of the House is your aunt, and you, you, you're going to become the president <laughs> or try to become the president. Uh, Grant said he once says, California doesn't tell the victims they released the crooks from jail. Most of California felon releases were done for the 2020 election. Was her attacker an illegal? That's a good question. That's a very good question. He had a, um, a foreign name. Might be a Richard or something like that, so I have no idea. Um, Jamie says, what's up with people attacking Olympians? Sony Lee attacked with Mace also sometime recently. I have no idea. That's a good question. Shout out to Ranger Xbox who says, Gavin Newsom was checking out the White House while Biden is away. Heck no. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to try to, um, he's going to try to run. But if you put him up against Ron DeSantis, he gets smoked like, I'm talking about tobacco and reservation. You understand? Like, it's going to be a wrap. Thank you to Jazz Bass who says conspiracy is gangster rap was started for mind control of inner city youth to be used to fill private prisons. 
You think there's validity to that? No, because crime was a problem in the black community long before gangster rap was invented. And gangster rap is consumed mostly by white suburban kids. So why don't they, why don't they fall into the trap of what gangster rap says? I don't like that. I don't like that whole argument of gangster rap being the cause of violence. It, it doesn't really help, but it's not causing it. Because if these kids had parents that cared, if they, if they were in environments and people actually cared about, you know, being successful, then the music would not have an effect on them. Like I said, gangster rap music is largely consumed by white suburban kids. So why don't they fall down the path of going to the penitentiary, selling drugs, getting shot, being dead at 15 years old from gunshots? It, it, no. Thank you to Game SMR who says she's offended because he called her a Latina instead of Lat a Latinx. <laughs> Thank you to Russian words I can't pronounce, uh, who says, been in America for a few months. Great to see voices of reason, Elijah, like yourself. Thank you for your patriotism. God bless uh, the American dream. Thank you for that. Thank you to I Like Salt, who says, love your shows, ABL, you the man. Thank you for that. Thank you to Michael Guest, who says, poor, poor little AOC, Richie girl. Devin says, AOC said they need to investigate who was on the inside, letting people in on January 6th. Bring it on, lady. I don't think you're going to like the outcome. I, I don't think she will like the outcome. Michael Guest says, yes, Kensington is still zombie land. Yeah, you're right about that. Also, Michael Guest says, Kensington and filthy, filthy Delphia is zombie land. Uh, thank you to Melanie Schwartz, who says, thanks for all your great insights. Love listening to you. Thank you for your support. Now, we have callers on deck, of course. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, Four three four six five eight one two two zero. You can also email. Well, you can also use the email in the description to get on to Skype, and that'll be right there in the bottom left hand corner of the screen. So go ahead and call in. The lines are open. And if Skype is acting up, it's not my fault. Please blame the white man. You know, here we go. Eight six zero. Hey, Bill. How you doing, brother? It's all good, man. What's happening? Uh, FNA Ranger Xbox. Uh, I haven't spoke on the trans issue, but here goes. If you're ready to hear it, go for it. I grew. I grew up with a sister who was mentally retarded. Other than the fact that I, you know, my dad was in the Navy, and uh, you know, we we're moving every three years. So I, I was getting my butt kicked in Hawaii by the Japanese kids, and then after my dad retired, we moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I was getting my butt kicked by the black kids because I was the only white boy in the Hannah Elementary School, which was closed down the first time for being too violent in 74 and then permanently in 76. And this is kindergarten, a grade school. You know, I mean, wow. <laughs> craziest thing I've ever seen. But uh, it's definitely cultural. The violence is definitely cultural. And uh, my God, I would, I would much rather see more stories of like the young black man down in Florida that picked up the Jeep to get the toddler out from under the, the vehicle. You know, that's awesome. I, I, I just wish there were way more stories like that. Um, but what can you do? Right. Exactly. But on this trans issue. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I was agreeing with you. I was just saying that you're, you're, you're correct about that. Uh, but about this uh, trans issue, you know, my sister, she was always super hyper emotional. I, and, uh, I mean, she's, my dad was in the Navy, like I said, for 22 and a half years. She, you know, and, and 
in that time, uh, you had the Soviets and the Romanians taking the gymnastic medals and everything. So she studied every, she knew every detail about the Soviet Union. You used to drive us nuts about it. <laughs> and then, uh, but, you know, she'd never hurt anybody. If uh, kids would tease her and pick her on, and I'd get in fights, you know. So when it comes to mental illness like gender dysphoria, I truly do feel sorry for those people, but they do not have the right to trample anybody else's right. They don't have a right to trample women's privacy in the bathroom or a locker room, especially these guys like uh, uh, the Penn State guy, whatever his name is. Uh, he's insignificant to me in my world, so I can't remember his name, but he want, he's in pre-law. So he wants to make a name for himself and become famous so he can make loads of money. Mm. But he's just another phony like uh, Bruce Jenner, who uh, I think his brain was warped by just hanging around the Kardashians way too much. But uh, he's a lesbian trapped in a man's body. I've been using that joke since the 1970s. (laughs) You know, I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. (laughs) Well, now they're doing it. They are literally living the joke. They're not going to get their genitals cut off. They're a lesbian trapped in the. Well, how can you be a lesbian if you still got the male stuff? I'm not sure how that works. On that, on that note, you know, okay, if you cannot describe what a woman is, if you cannot hold on to basic information about life, then your career choice needs to involve a mop or a shovel because you have no business in government. You have no business in college teaching. You have no business on the Supreme court. If you don't know the basic facts of life, because women have, as you know, XX chromosomes, as you know, ovaries, fallopian tubes, a uterus, a cervix, men don't have those things. And you know, one more thing that makes us different What's that? ABL. When we urinate, our pee is chemically different. A woman's urine is mostly ammonia. That's why ancient times, I believe personally, that they thought women were kind of like, you know, close to evil because everywhere a woman pees consistently, the grass will die. Wherever a man pees, the grass grows greener because a man's urine has mostly nitrogen in it. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone who raises animals or has large dogs will know that wherever the female dogs pee at, the grass is going to die. It's going to die. But that's because of the ammonia content. Now, if you watch a movie, uh, The World's Fastest Indian, uh, I forget the old man's name. He played, uh, oh, God, old Brit- uh, a famous actor. I can't think of his name. But um, he's a part- true story. O- uh, old man goes to the salt flats to race and he tells the little boy to go piss on uh, excuse me urinate on his lemon tree to make it grow <laughs> you know so but uh all as usual all i'm saying is just prove me wrong but the reason why they've chosen this gender crap because if they can get you to believe this they can get you to believe any stupid thing that comes down form to destroy us and that's i'll finish with that my brother 
Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yep, love your show. And oh yes, the gentleman you, uh, the other YouTube blogger, I started watching him about a week ago. I love him. Y'all take care. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right, the phone lines are blowing up, so y'all please hang tight. I'll get to you ASAP. Let's go to three zero four. Your line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, hey, Bill, it's Derek, your favorite West Virginian. All righty, man, what's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. I've been trying to call you the past couple weeks. Haven't really gotten through, I guess. But uh, this is kind of completely off uh, topic for tonight's discussion. But uh, it's kind of a personal question. I don't know if you feel comfortable answering it or not. But I was showing my uncle uh, one of your videos the other day. And he swears that he's seen you or somebody that looks just like you. I know you're familiar with Logan County, right? Yeah. Okay. Are you familiar with Holden or Whitman? No. Okay. Well, he, he says back whenever he was a young man, he knew someone that looks like you and swore he might have saw you in a, in a little holler called Whitman. I mean, but, uh, I, I, I have family. I, I, have, I have family up there, so, and I don't know all my family up there, so it's possible that it could be my my relative, but not me. Right, right. One more thing, too. I, I'm going to be short. Uh, I got to come clean. Even though I've lived in West Virginia half my life, I was actually born in Atlanta, and I was raised in Dallas, Georgia. You know, Paulding County. Yeah, out, out like out west. Yeah, yeah, West, uh, right near, well, you, you talk about Marietta. It's My dad worked in Marietta. It's like 30 minutes from Marietta. Yeah. Hiram, Georgia, Dallas, Georgia. But uh, I was actually born in Atlanta, but I call myself a West Virginian. I root for the Mountaineers unless, well, all the time. I, I'm a Dogs fan, but as long as they're not playing each other, I root for WVU. But anyways, I was just curious if you knew anything about Whitman or Holden. Because my uncle swears that he has seen you. Yeah, now it wasn't or me. Your twin. I'm, I'm gonna ask my mom about that and see if I got any family out there because I might, but it wasn't me. Okay, it's Whitman Whitman Creek. Uh, it's in it's in uh, Holden. Okay. It's just a small little holler. It's about maybe. Well, it's not really small. It's probably about seven ten miles deep, I guess. Okay, yeah, it's, that, ain't, that ain't too bad. Yeah. All right, man. Have a good night. All right, now, appreciate the call. Now, for those of y'all who don't know about mountains or West Virginia, a holler is a crack in the mountain that you can kind of, like, drive in. It'd be houses in there. You know, like, you, you're on the side of the road, and you, you'll see the mountain, and it'd be like, like, like a little crack, basically. You could live in there. Some hollows are, like, little small hollows. It'd be, like, five houses in it, a little, a little, a little dip. And some are pretty big, like I said, about 17 miles deep. Inside the holler, one way in usually, one way in, one way out, one street that goes out goes down the whole thing, and on both sides of it be houses. That's usually how the how the hollows work, and a lot of times in the hollows, you you really don't want to go in there if you're not from around there because again, one way in, one way out, you're a strange car coming in there. It, it's not going to go well for you, not all the time. Oh, all right, Matt, what's happening? What's good, man? It's all good, man. Can't complain. Man, they got to get these trans scientists working on the pee situation. You're not fully a woman until you can pee someplace and the grass still lives, you know? 
<laughs> Sorry. Hey, uh, there's something funny on this trans thing. Uh, have you ever Googled uh, or seen pictures of this Rachel Levine, the doctor, the trans doctor that works for Biden? Yes. If you Google just Rachel Levine standing, standing, like standing up, and you look at her feet, all the dudes in the picture, the feet are at 45 degrees ang- angle, and all the women, the feet are straight. Yeah, I, I saw that. that. That was funny. It's and like if you just go to Google Images, it's not just one picture; it's picture after picture after picture. I got it up, man, and it's it's, <laughs> it's killing me. Uh, I did this thing with uh, my wife where I covered up everybody's bodies, and I was like, "Okay, is this a man's feet or a woman's feet? Is this a man's feet?" Her woman's feet, and she was guessing pretty accurate until she got to Rachel Levine, and then she's like, "Wait, I don't know," because she, she's apolitical and she hates it when I talk politics. Ah, uh, okay. Dude, it was it was cracking me up. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to say something about the uh, the new Beavis and Butthead movie. Have you seen that? No, I, I didn't see the movie. I just saw that one piece, the the one part of it where they um, what was that? Where they had the uh. The little woke moment where it was um the 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 white guy talking no it was a black woman talking then the white guy was like no nah, I, I I got I got this Aisha I got it I, I saw also was that part but I've I've not seen the whole movie oh man Mike Judge is so awesome I I'm gonna watch the whole movie and even if that's the only one good part in the whole thing but basically Beavis and Butthead were told that they have white privilege and they took it to mean that they could actually do what the teacher said. In other words, they could go and just steal things and not get arrested. They could get any job they want. So they just started going around taking things. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just brilliant. Um, and then and then real quick, uh, oh man, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this, but uh, man, everybody's crazy on silver, man. Everybody's crazy on silver and gold. Uh, I, I, I heard you mentioned, uh, you can't eat the silver or something like that, uh, or it's people. And I'm just sort of like, uh, uh, I'm not trying to be prophetic or whatever, but I mean, this recession is going to be a new world order for the dollar. And if, and if people are not preparing right now, I'm, I'm just saying that anybody that, uh, is conservative, anybody that feels like they need to prep or. Anybody, it's going to be, everyone's going to get wiped out. So what would it take for me to convince you and all your followers to just to go ahead and throw in on silver and gold? I mean, it depends on what you are, what we would be buying it for, because are we buying it for the current economy where things are kind of functioning? Or are we talking about like, I am legend, the, 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 the food is gone. The, the gas, like, what, what what are we talking about exactly? Yeah, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I am legend. I'm talking Sri Lanka. I'm talking the, the Arab Spring. I'm talking that kind of thing. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be so much worse the longer that it goes on. So the I mean, I've got state. I mean, I, you know, I'm involved, you know, I'm on some Senate campaigns and, and I was a, you know, uh, a delegate, you know, to RNC and number of things. I mean, I'm, I'm fairly involved, but everybody thinks I'm full of shit on this. Uh, pardon my French, full of it on this. And uh, the, 
the the nuance of it is is that there's no way that the Federal Reserve is going to be able to maintain interest rates. They've tried seven times to raise interest rates, and they keep having to go right down to zero. So at this time, the prior six to seven times that they've tried to raise interest rates, we haven't had this level of inflation. They're not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to keep the interest rates high to affect inflation because the interest rates would have to be at 20 something points like Paul Volcker. And if they do that, then no one's going to be able to take out loans. Businesses aren't going to be able to hire. And then if they don't lower interest rates, the stock market and the real estate is going to crash and then businesses aren't going to hire. So that this soft landing that they're going to try to do is impossible. So if anybody's got savings and I'm talking like 401ks, IRAs, anything, it's going to be completely wiped out. And then we have all these seniors that are trying to retire. And they're, they're, I mean, a lot of seniors in this area in Seattle, they own two, three homes, some of them. And, and they're going back into work to pay the, the property taxes on these things because home equity is like just such a huge component of their retirement thing. And no people vote. And what's going to end up happening, they're going to get wiped out. And there's going to be no jobs. And then the, the next bailout is going to be programmable money, kind of like food stamps. So they say, hey, if you want if you want food money, if you want rent money, if you want uh, money for gasoline, we need to check your social credit to see how good it is before we give it to you. So it, they're going to have programmable money that's coming out. So because, I mean, China's gobbling up the gold, Russia's gobbling up the gold, India's gobbling up the gold. Uh, Germany's re- over, you know, during World War II, the the Nazis and the and the Stalinists and all these people ended up sending all their gold to the United States because we were a neutral country uh, leading into World War II, and all that gold has just been kind of sitting there. We've been secretly sending it back because the Germany and all these other countries want it back. So we we don't have it, and it is what the monetary policy is all based on. If it weren't, then the Federal Reserve wouldn't hold it. We'd have gold-plated PlayStation 4 controllers. We'd have gold pens. We'd have gold gear shift knobs in our Honda Accords. You know, but the, the gold, the gold is money. So, you know, as this as this new reformation comes forward, if you've got any assets that are dollar denominated, in other words, like your IRA, you know, if you've got home equity, anything that's in dollars, it's gonna go. It's gonna be gone. And I'm not trying to be doom and gloom or nothing like that, but Quite seriously, quite seriously, you could get you could make a lot of money if you if people play this right. So gold and silver are on sale and they keep going on sale. And uh, I don't know, that's all I can say. But I, I basically want to nail that point home in between, you know, pee jokes and gender jokes and that kind of stuff. But definitely uh, don't think you can prep for this by just storing water bottles and bags of pretzels because. It's 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 gonna it's gonna be crazy. All right, man. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, be good. All right, and the number to call is four three four six five eight one two two zero. Again, four three four six five eight one two two zero. Three two three. You're on line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Joe. How you doing? Everything's all right. How about yourself? I'm great. Um. I'm calling from Los Angeles, and I was listening to your show tonight, and I had to call in because there's a couple of things that I wanted to say about Los Angeles and um, the Olympian incident that, uh, well, that lady who's uh, Olympian who got assaulted. Um, 
downtown Los Angeles is not a bad place to go. I have people who come visit me from Chicago, my hometown, and the first place they want to go is downtown because it's the fashion district and there's a lot of things we do down there. You know, it's a roll of the dice, you know, as far as like um, the safety or being assaulted or something bad happening. But you know, it's basically just like living in New York. I mean, you know, anything can happen to the city. You got crazies, you got needles, you know, people you don't know. But generally, there's nothing really that bad about downtown Los Angeles. And by the way, when she was attacked, um, it's like a block from where Johnny Depp, kind of, I don't know if he still lives there, but it was brought up in the trial, his address. But um, he lives about a block from that area where she was um, where she was uh, assaulted at. So, um, it's, you know, I don't think it's the because it is L.A., I just think it was just that person in L.A. I don't think it has anything to do with the city itself. Well, see the problem. Um, see the problem. Um, with, see, um, hold, hold on, White Curry. See the the problem with that is he was on parole for doing the exact same thing as somebody else. He shouldn't have been on parole. See, if the the, the problem is lack of prosecution, the, the lack of uh, these guys actually getting jail time that they deserve. If you know you got George Gascon out there in Los Angeles, not wanting to convict people, not wanting to put anybody up on charges when they should be put up on charges. Uh, going soft on crime. That's the actual problem. It's, it's the political stuff happening in Los Angeles that's making it very dangerous. The guy should have been locked up already. He should have been on the streets. If he was not on the street, then that doesn't happen. She has her brunch, goes about her day, and that was it. But the, the problem is the politics in the area that allow him to be on the street to begin with. Well, speaking of um, Gascon, I have a pet peeve, of course, with black when you are in companies with large platforms. And the previous DA was Jackie Lacey, a black woman. She was like the most inept person you can imagine in that position. All she did was basically um, was a front person to arrest black folks for nothing. And I just and I I can say that unequivocally, and I and I and I'm unapologetically should I say about this woman because I've heard so many stories. I've helped people who've been falsely accused uh, by the DA office, and she was behind it. She's another Camilla, Camilla Harris, as far as like you know, just a stone witch, but. Um, so um, I don't think it's really Gaston because we've only been there for two years. And um, I, I agree with you. Yes, it is, you know, the, the, the system because right now I, I mean, you know, Nicky Hudson, we just had his trial here and um, the guy who got shot with him is in jail because he's uh, out um, after doing 25 years. He got out seven months later. He's down there hanging out, getting clothes in the, uh, the marathon store over there in Crenshaw. And that day, everything blew up. He happened to be just in the area. And instead of being, this man is really a victim, but now he's in jail again because they put him back in jail because he violated his parole for um, hanging around a known gang member, Nipsey Hussle, of all people. So, you know, Nipsey did. This guy's in jail. Um, at, just, just from going to, just, he, he had no idea that, you know, you know that this was going to happen. Just, you know, going to buy some clothes, basically, just to, Whatever, but he wasn't trying to associate with Mr. Hustle. But it is it is rotten here that the you know the, the jails and the, the courts, you name it. And you know it's not about the police here because the defunding here only happened in the major sex crimes unit. There was no other department that was hit as far as like you know uh, financially. So the sex crime unit they got a little you know take money taken away from this George um court um backlash. But other than that, nobody else was touched. So. LAPD is a, is a very incompetent police department. 
Um, the courts are very incompetent. And you can, you can go up the list or down the list, how you want to name it. It never is, you know, um, it's really not about the city. It's just, it's just you got to get all these people out of here. Well, I say people, all these politics and these political figures and uh, government heads and whatever you want to call them, and, you know, and, and send them out to pasture and get somebody in to do the job. I mean, it's, it's a shame what happened to that lady and to the guy, uh, the race car driver. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you got, I, you can't blame that guy because he just, like I said, he, he, he's only been there for two years. I mean, so, okay, so, you know, I mean, you know, like, all right, I, hold on, wait, 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 call her, hold on. So, I mean, you, you're saying you can't really blame the city, but yet you're blaming the people that are in the city. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. It's not a city. The city is not a sentient being itself. The city only has people in it. So if you have people that are in bad um, leadership and not doing the right thing, that's the problem with Los Angeles is the is leadership or lack thereof. Okay, if the police aren't doing their job properly, if they're not allowed to or whatever it is, that's the actual problem. And then gas works hand-in-hand with the police. Like, it's all a problem with the entire system in Los Angeles. That's the issue. Okay. I've been told by people in, in LA, it's not really safe right now. You might want to not come here. It, not right now because it can happen. It might be a beautiful day. It might be okay, but it might not be. I don't have those same issues when I go to like Atlanta, for example, during the daytime, I don't have that problem. I don't, I don't think about some lunatic just being out there in midtown throwing something at me. It's just not even an issue, but in LA it is an issue and it's because of the politics in the area, the bad leadership and lack thereof. That's the, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I can agree on that. Yes, I absolutely agree on that. And but I mean, like I said, Karen Bass is running right now and, you know, when she's running against a guy who got a billion dollars, but she's neck and neck with this guy. And I'm like, well, is anybody paying attention to what she, do, what she did in Congress or, 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 you know, what is, no, no one's saying like, no one's saying that, like, uh, Gavin Newsom, like you said, he's got that, you know, no one, they can, you know, people don't want to hear about, or they, they want to be out there with the, with the race, you know, I'm coming across the street, she's an African-American lady, and she's like, every black candidate runs in LA, she's got to sign her yard, you know, because they're black, I know, because of nothing else, like, I, I, you know, it's like, it, it, it really is, you know, people just don't want it, um, pay attention to what people are doing as far as ethics and their work, uh, and their work and as far as that position they have. So until so people wake up and, you know, throw the coffee, now it's going to see have these problems with people being uh, assaulted and um, a lot of famous people live here, of course, so nine times, you know, you don't right. want to talk to the other without I'm, I'm with, with this kind of stuff. So, yeah, it, it's crazy. It really is. Well, th- thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you and have a good day. Same to you. Bye-bye. Yeah, L.A. is a mess. California is a mess. I'm not going to Los Angeles. I'm not going to California. I'm going to stay over here. I'm going to stay over this way because, I nah, I'm cool. That, that politics and all this stuff, they, they just work, work through your politics, work through your political problems, and then maybe I'll be able to come. But, you know, one thing that's not really lying is the exodus out of California. People are saying that it's just dangerous. New York, New York City the same way, though. New York's the same way. I mean, New York, you got a bunch of random attacks. People just get punched in the face for no reason on the, on the train. These bums getting out of control. It, it's the same thing in, in L.A. It's the same problems. And it all boils down to leadership. If you have bad leadership, you're going to have a bad situation. 780, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Anthony. Hello. This is Liza Jean. Uh, all righty. What's going on? I'm letting you know I'm still alive. 
Glad, glad to hear it. In, uh, I'm uh, from China. <laughs> from, from China, do, okay. Oh, uh, China is so embarrassing up here. It really is. Um, I just watched um, What is a Woman uh, by Matt Walsh. Yeah. I want, I want to know your thoughts on it. I've not actually seen that yet. I need to take some time to, to watch it, but I've not actually seen it yet. I've just seen little clips. Well, it's pretty gripping. It really, really is. It's well worth the watch. And then I know after you watch it, I hadn't seen you put anything out on it. And so I thought, well, maybe he hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. And um, Jordan Peterson um, was the first person in Canada to come out and fight against compelled speech. And you said earlier that you had a ding, ding, ding with same-sex marriage, right? Yeah. And now I see parents with gender reveal parties with little kids announcing to everyone, you know. So I won't keep you just letting you know things are they're, they're pretty rough up here. I still can't go to another province unless I take part in the medical experiment, and I refuse to do that. Are, are they still doing that with the whole VAX mandate? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, they won't even let sports people come across the border, okay? That's crazy. Do not do not let me get into Justine Trudeau, or I will cough on air, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. But there's a lot of us, I think, uh, the trucker convoy, a lot of things have happened where average people are shaking their heads and saying there's something very, very, very wrong. So... Yeah, I, I love I love what you do, as you know. You're awesome. You're very patient. I wish people would take a page out of your book when it comes to callers, but I must say that some of the comments are very funny. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Anyway, you take care to you and your missus. Much love from the North. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye. All right. Great call is all from Liza Jean. And let's go to... Uh, hold on one second. Two zero one, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Peace, ABL. This is Foster the Prankster from Jersey, bro. How are you tonight? It's all good, man. Can't complain. So, uh, I wanted to call in and talk to you tonight about, uh, you know, have a conversation that I've been having in private circles for a while. And, uh, it's kind of like the, the, the divide I feel like that's happening right now with a lot of things from the trans you know, the gender ideology to, um, you know, just, uh, the COVID stuff, everything, but, uh, it's this like credentialed elitism versus like what you were talking about earlier with the, the common sense and the street smarts. Right. And this is something that I really appreciate about your show because, um, you know, as so many of us move away from like Hollywood media, I don't call it mainstream, it's the Hollywood media because it's a, it's a production, right? It's a show. Um, and, and we listen to these podcasts to, to you know, kind of um, hear people that kind of share our values. One of the things that I love about your show is how you take live calls and you interact with the audience 
in a way, because you have uh, this tendency among guys like, you know, the, the Brett Weinsteins or the, uh, you know, Jordan Petersons, right. Is like, they represent like this ivory tower intellectual class that somehow they were all miraculously stumped by the, you know, the COVID uh, psychological operation that was run, you know, they, they were all kind of stumbling to figure out, you know, why does this not make sense and et cetera. Right. And now I've tried to kind of like shift the perception of themselves as being truthers the whole time and whatever. But, um, you know, I think it's interesting because just because you go to college, you know, you, you can be indoctrinated, but not educated, but you can also be educated, but not informed, which is to say, like, you may have acquired very specific knowledge to perform tasks related to your field, but it doesn't mean you know more about the world as a whole than anybody else. Right. And so people who are from the hood or, or like hood adjacent, you know, I've heard you talk about, you know, uh, coming up in bad neighborhoods and your family moving around different areas of, of, you know, Virginia and whatnot. Um, and you know, just, just people in the working class, poor you know it seems like there's this inherent like skepticism of authority and like back in the day it was guys in the street who were saying that the government was the ones bringing the crack and the guns into the cities right and everybody would say oh that's insane that's a conspiracy theory and black people are just making excuses for being crackheads and now they're still out front with it to the point where fx can make millions of dollars off the snowfall series and get all this critical acclaim and it's all water under the bridge but gary webb who is the guy that tested in front of Congress and said this stuff was happening, gets shot in the back of the head twice, you know, and it's ruled a suicide and nobody cares, right? And so we, we kind of had, this is not even to get into the, the, you know, the way that the civil rights movement was infiltrated and, you know, what happened to, uh, you know, Martin Luther King and whatnot. Um, but we also have this familiarity with gaslighting in the hood. Like, I know, you know, like whether it's girls or sneakers or drugs, like, you know, we have this uh, familiarity with watching people get put in bad situations just based on people putting a battery in their back and like, you know, riling them up to do something crazy. And that's how a lot of these kids get involved in like these gangs and stuff like that. You know, they don't have anybody guiding them. And so people can kind of like uh, influence them in a way. And so really the hood is like a PhD in behavioral psychology. If you're, if you're an observant person and you're self-aware, uh, because you have to learn how to recognize who you can trust. You got to learn how to question the motivations of people around you and how to assess risks from a young age, because the stakes are literally as high as they could be, right? Like it's like life or death situations that you're kind of put in and all of this becomes second nature to you. So you think it's normal until you get around people who haven't experienced it. And so this is when I learned about hypervigilance, which is like, it's not paranoia, but it's a state of constantly assessing potential threats around you. And it's usually as a result of experiencing trauma. So stuff like, uh, the, the Georgia gas station, the guy getting killed, the, you know, that, that the poor guy who was trying to, you know, the Good Samaritan was trying to intervene in the domestic dispute. Um, you know, unfortunately, like I saw, I watched your video and I had the same opinion as you before you even said it. Like we kind of have the good sense to know better than get involved in stuff like that. Like you kind of learn to mind your business because things can switch up on, on a dime. Like it could be a life threatening situation. The, the guy who defended his house with the AR, the veteran, when naive people say like, Oh, why do you need an AR? I say things like, well, where I'm from, the police only show up when someone's already dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we need more voices that are like regular working class, like people, because we have so much perspective that fills in the blind spots that these academics uh, have based on their lack of experience. 
existence. But the irony, and this is my, my last point, the irony is that we're the people that they intend to exterminate, right? Because the upper upper middle class liberal uh, who supports all this like abortion stuff, they believe that poor people have no value, that we can only grow up to be criminals and gangsters. So they don't even hide that it's eugenics anymore. Like they straight up say that. And so, you know, while I'm no nuclear physicist, I'm not out here curing cancer, I'm not a millionaire, but I've been able to use my experience to relate to kids who are less fortunate or who are misunderstood. And I'm able to make a positive impact on them just by being myself and sharing lessons that I learned based on what I've been through, but also what I saw guys around me went through who are no longer here because they dead or in jail, you know what I'm saying? So as you kill more people like us through abortion or through this violence, you end up with this much narrower worldview that makes people more comfortable because they don't have to engage with people who may not be highly decorated in academia, but they have a wealth of wisdom based on real life experience. And that threatens their status because you can condescend to people all you want from behind a book or a theory, but you got to come outside at some point and the real world has a way of doing you. I'll leave that right there for now, bro. Thank you so much, man. Have a good night. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Very, very good. You guys are so smart. I'm telling you, you guys are very smart. I like being able to come here and have this show because I can talk to people that really kind of understand where I'm coming from. So shout out to all you guys. I really appreciate y'all for being here. Let's get to some more calls. Let's do 912. You're on the line I'm speaking to. Thank you so much, man. Have a good night. What's going on, ABL? This is uh, Tom in Savannah, Georgia. All righty, man. It's all good about yourself. I'm doing all right. Uh, my son, he talked to you. He he went back to Pennsylvania. He he called. He got stage fright the other night. It was so funny, man. He was <laughs> calling, calling, calling. He asked about little Disney stuff. But you've had a bunch of great callers. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to... I was going to talk about the, the, the war and words and the way that they change words and manipulate stuff. But like the rainbow, for instance, like I remember my mom talking about how the rainbow used to be beautiful. And then all of a sudden it got confiscated by all the way people define their genders and sexualities and stuff. And, and the way that the other day in, in the January 6th, committee that lady was like well you're transphobic you're transphobic no i'm just asking if a man can have a baby that doesn't make me a transphobe right now nah, i mean but see they, they they use words to attack people that they disagree with and they change words to mean things that they don't normally mean to also attack those who disagree with that's just how they operate I know, but it, it really confuses people, and it's really sad for the younger generations because, you know, they're growing up in school, and they're, like, having to – I mean, my son, he's 13 years old, and he has to deal with kids in the school that have changed their names. They go to girl to guy and certain aspects of stuff, and it's like you're, like, a kid. Why are you even concerning yourself with this stuff? But it's the world we live in. That's right. It's it's a crazy world we live in, and – it's, it's going to be a battle, really, because if we just let this kind of stuff continue, it will, and it, it'll never stop. It's never just, it, it won't just be, okay, pronouns. It, it'll always be the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So it's got to be a constant battle to push back against it. I, I think you said in one of your other videos, like, I didn't even know, like, what a cis woman is or something. It's like, I just know a woman is a woman. 
A cis woman doesn't make it a regular woman. A woman's a woman. I don't know it as anything any different. Right. I mean, but see, that's again, they, they keep changing the language. It's like when I was a kid and throughout most of my adult life, there was never a need to use some kind of term like cis. You would just say woman, a woman. And now if you were something else, then that's what you were, something else. But woman is a woman and man is a man. That's what I was always taught throughout school as, as a little kid. And it rings true today, but they try to change language and make things mean different things. They add new words in to make you use them to fall into their mindset of thinking. Like a biological woman is somehow the same as a trans woman when it's not. That's that's how they operate. No, no, right, yeah, exactly. You can be a woman that tries to convert to a man, but you still have the things God created you with to make a baby if a a man inseminates you or whatever. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, can I real quick change though? Because you had the caller earlier talking about gold and silver and. Like, I do, like, scrap metal, I do copper, you know, and I pay attention. I do a little bit of gold and silver and stuff, but I kind of pay attention to the markets, and the, these, like, metal markets are crazy. Like, aluminum back in April was 81 cents, and right now it's 15 cents a pound. So, I mean, you're not talking it cut in half. Like, number two copper was, like, close to $4. It, it kind of follows gas. But the gas prices are still like, I don't know, they kind of stabilize and they're faking a bunch of stuff. But a lot of stuff is is controlled within precious metals, you know, high metals, low metals. But gas, certain things are controlled in prices and values. And it seems like they're really, 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 really suppressing Bitcoin, gold, silver. They're just trying to push it all down. And it's real unusual. Like I talked to the dude that ran the scale today at the scrapyard and he was like, man, I ain't never seen this, you know, 10 years of running the scale. This nothing makes sense to the prices. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what's going on with that. I, mean, I, 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 I know you're not like a, a gold expert or a metal expert, but it's not just gold and silver. It's copper, like just little, little metals, you know, like a hundred, a hundred pounds you get, seven dollars for 10 white goods just general steel well then it dropped down to four dollars right so it's drastic fluctuations in all the metal markets i guess is kind of which is very strange that they're playing with well it's not strange when you know what's going on but i guess i was just asking your general thought of the manipulations of the markets maybe from the stock market to Bitcoin digital. I know you don't talk too much about it all, but it does affect everything because inflation, you know what I'm saying? You can't ignore it. Everything's more expensive when you go to the store. Yeah. Right on. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. We have a good night, ABL. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you do. I mean, you do a great job in what you do. There's not many out like you, and you should you should get more, but you probably get suppressed in a certain sense. But you do an amazing job. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Shout out to the caller. And we got many more calls on the line. Y'all, please hang tight. 908, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Anthony. It's Debbie from New Jersey. All righty. What's going on? How you doing? Everything's right. Can't complain. I got, I got some noise yeah, in the background. First of all, I just want to say hi to all your viewers. 
I, I got a little I noise. Love you guys. Hold Everybody. on. Everybody. I got, I got, I got, I got noise in the background. Oh, you do? Hold on. I'm playing my Doobie Brothers. You know, I love Doobie Brothers. Let me turn it down. All righty. Is that, is this, is that better? I still kind of hear a little bit of noise, but I, th- I think, I think we're good now. I think, I think we're good. Still, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I love my Doobie Brothers. I'm doing my 70s and 80s music tonight. So listen, I just wanted to tell everybody, hi. Uh, just want to tell everybody, you know, just keep praying to God because God is going to fix all of this, this evil that's going on, and it's, it's just crazy. But I just wanted to just mention something to you. I saw something on Dan Scavino's page on Telegram, and it was something that could help children with autism it was a new medicine that's out now i want to just let you guys know and just give you an example how sick and the hate is out here so i was part of a group on facebook called new jersey special needs kids so i posted this thing on facebook and on the bottom it does say dan scavino's name and some parents were like oh wow this one lady went in so hard oh oh why? Just because Dan Scavino, what, he thinks he knows everything because he, he, he was with Trump? He should just stick to golf courses. So I didn't put it on the page. I messaged her personally, and I said, ma'am, I don't know you. I don't know, you know, whatever you're going through, but it's not for you to judge anything about a medicine that could help people. I'm just putting it out there. My daughter's special needs, but this is for autism, for children that can't speak, and it helps them. I said, so it's not for you to judge it. I said, it's for the caretakers or the parents to research it. I said, you have so much hate in your heart that you're bringing up politics? I said, this could help a child? I said, you know what? I wish that this hate and anger in your heart will will leave the blindness of this hate will leave your eyes, and you can find out what your purpose is and why God put you on this earth. Because you're, whatever you're doing, you're blocking trying to help somebody, and that's really bad. So I just wanted to let people know, this is how deep and how sick it goes. You're putting a medicine out there that could help people. So you mean to tell me, if you have a heart attack and you pass out, you don't want nobody giving you CPR unless you know if they're Republican or Democrat? This is how stupid it is. And how sick it is. Humanity is, is going. So I just wanted to put it out there for you guys. Anthony, what do you think about it for you and your viewers? We all get together and do a meet and greet. Um, I could I could do something like that. I'm not really sure when or how, but that's a, that's a good idea. You'll figure it out. You're smart. <laughs> I love you. And that guy that was talking from New Jersey, uh, see if you can get in touch with him. Me and him got to hook up. Because what he was talking, let me tell you something. Yeah, people can be really smart, but you got book sense. And you got common sense. A lot of people don't have common sense anymore. And we're in a society right now, everything is plug, just plug and play. Microwave, microwave technology, everybody wants it like this. I'll tell you what, the power goes out, people don't know what to do. They, they wouldn't know what to do. And that's bad. we got to get back to basics. And I love everybody, and everybody take care. And, Anthony, I want to, yeah, I think that would be great. We could do a meet and greet. Everybody could get together. We could do a weekend. And then we could all get together and do something nice for the community to show our love. That would be great. I'm with you. I thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, and look, that man was talking on peeing on everything. I don't know, maybe he's in the golden showers. He's talking about. Whoa, 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 whoa,
All righty. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to you guys. And you guys are fantastic. Best audience anywhere on the internet. Um, let, let's go ahead and uh, continue here. Let's go to 701. You don't know how I'm speaking to. Interview. How are you doing tonight, ABL? Hey, it's all good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. I got two things to chat about tonight. I'm going to lighten it up a little bit, if that's okay with you. <laughs> all righty. Um, I've, I've been thinking about the Maxwell situation, right? I'm going to lighten it up. <laughs> yeah, right. And how, like, the names aren't really being outed, and there's, like, all this speculation. But, you know after the party is the after party and after the party is the hotel lobby. So do they mean to say after all the remixes, there's not one go getter that told Mr. Kelly to yellow light it. All <laughs> them flirts are going to keep it on the down low. <laughs> wow. And trap all the secrets in the closet. <laughs> you know, when a woman's fed up, wow. there's no feeling on any booties, but real talk. This chocolate factory and all his friends should be guilty until proven innocent, since they like to think age ain't nothing but a number, acting like gigolos. You know, we got Jay-Z, Twista, Puffy, Ivory Brothers, Mick Cannon. <laughs> My question is, who's going to step in the name of clearing their name? And who's going to turn back the hands of time and hit ignition on believing they can fly before Mr. Kells gets all lonely and decides to write a whole memoir about what he knows in Hollywood? Or should we be saying right now that he's not suicidal? Because you can't tell me there's not one person in Hollywood that didn't know about all of his little things going on. Oh, well, I mean, they, they know because we know. So if we know, they know. Oh, yeah. Just like back when he was married to Aaliyah. Like, they knew that. So... <laughs> That was 1994. So we're talking about 20, 20, 30 years of the same old thing going on. So people know. And I, I think people don't want to out themselves. That's why they don't want to say anything. Because if they say that they knew, then it's like, well, okay, well, you knew this whole time. Why didn't you say anything? Were you involved with it? So people are trying to protect, they're trying to protect themselves rather than doing the right thing and stepping up for the victims. Totally. 100%. The other thing I want to chat about was the guy, the vet who uh, went to war for his home. You know, I don't, you remember my situation. The guy brought two cans of gas to my house, doused it on my bonus child's car and the side of my house. And we didn't have any guns in our house that day, which is probably good because we would have shot him. Right. But one of the things that I've seen people, you know, talking on Twitter or talking about this situation about is, well, that's why you have insurance. No, insurance takes what you have and then says, how long have you owned it? And what's the depreciation on it? And then here is what we're going to give you. They don't take into account that I had zero intention on replacing the siding of my house. I had zero intention on replacing all of my gutters because they were melted or replacing a car for my 16 year old and having my insurance go up because of it. Like, I did not intend on putting my eight-year-old through therapy because she thinks that somebody is going to come and tear or burn down our home. You know, those, those aren't things that insurance covers. They say, here's your whatever, and now deal with it. While this guy sits cush in a 
facility where until he's deemed competent to stand trial, and by the way, update, they're thinking about decreasing it from a felony to a misdemeanor because as long as he's on his meds, he's an okay guy. This is his 11th civil commitment. He attempted to stab somebody, civil commitment, got reduced to a misdemeanor. He got out. He stole a car. He tried to run over a cop, felony in a different state. He got on his meds. He got let out. He came to my house. He walked two miles, literally uphill with two canisters of gas and doused the side of my house on fire. And I can't wait until after all of it's done officially because I'm sending you the video because it's insane. He had a cigarette in his mouth while he was flicking a bick on gasoline. He's lucky he didn't die. Right. One thing I learned in all that, and this is for any state, but especially my state, I don't have my nine ready. I don't have an AK. I have birdshot in my shotgun, and I don't care who you are. I'm not going to go to jail for a long term from putting birdshot in your butt while you're running away. And I wish I would have had it that night because then we would have got him immediately instead of wondering the whole weekend who had done it. Right. So you've had some great callers tonight. I'm going to let you get to them. And I hope you have a fabulous night. Thank you for your call. Appreciate you. Bye. Yeah. And, you know, people, they do they do crazy things like that. And the question is why? Well, I mean, people are crazy and they do. The, the reason why the person did it is probably because they're crazy. At random, just like, okay, I see this car. I'm going to burn it. I'm just, I'm just going to do it that way. That's that's kind of how it operates. 203, you don't know how much we could do. ABL, my brother from another mother. All righty, man, what's going on? Nothing much, man. I wanted to share some stuff about this uh, COVID stuff and see what your thought is. So, did you notice how when this thing first popped off, they were comparing it to the Spanish flu? Um, Kind of, a little bit. I'm not quite sure I remember it totally, but I do remember that being talked about a little bit. Yeah. So, so keep this. Did, did you see, did, do, do you know that they had back in November... They had a tabletop, um, what was it? A, a tabletop pandemic simulation for 3.5 hours. No, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. And all, and all the parties that were feeding us all this, you know, nonsense in regards to C-19, John Hopkins, Bloomberg, Bill Gates, all of them. They were all a part of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, so if you think back, I don't know, did you ever see a TED Talk with uh, Bill Gates talking about um, pretty much depopulating the, the, the world? No, I didn't see that. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm like, okay, all these players are in the duck right before this happens. This cannot be coincidence. 
No way in how. So my buddy who used to search the interweb, he was sending me some links. He said, hey, you can't go with the mainstream media over in America. You need to go overseas. So he sent me something from who by Providence. Did you know that they had a 2020 military X game in Wuhan? No. And what they did was they put, oh man, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> what they did was they surrounded the city with 5G. And it's the first place where it actually was going to be like fully functional. Now, we had a little bit of T-Mobile, Verizon over in L.A., a little bit in New York. Interesting enough, that's where the stuff happened, right? The majority, you know, with the former governor. And pretty much, I think that they, they modified the C-19, but that was just a cloak for the technology that would be coming out. Because I have some friends that, you know, they, they work in telecommunication. The difference between 4G and 5G is astronomical. One has a footprint, 4G, that goes really, really, really long. So the towers are like miles away. Whereas opposed to the 5G, they're in close proximity. I mean, you, it's five at, at most, like 500 meters, give or take. And so then they build hubs near commercial like places, whether it be, you know, like uh, public schools, hospitals or whatnot. But the intensity of it causes pretty much like uh, radiation poisoning. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but I'm saying why then were there videos that showed people in Wuhan when they're operating this literally dropping like flies, like you just got microwaved? I mean, that's you know, that's a good question, but I'm gonna I got a few more calls online I'm gonna get to. Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate it. No problem. Look it up, brother. All righty, thank you. All righty. <laughs> Shout out to the caller. Let's get to some more here. Nine one four. You don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hello, my name is uh, Jerry. All righty. What's going on? Nah, I'm fine. I'm watching just the show. Okay. Yeah, um, I just want to say before somebody pick up, I'm an immigrant. I live in this country. What's your What's your country of origin? Uh, uh, my country is Czech Republic. Okay. And I was uh, I was working for government all my life. I'm retired, and I decide to move to USA because I want to see. USA before it's gone. 
Okay. Everybody laughing. And I'm saying this probably more than 10 years from now. Everybody laughing. I'm, I'm just joking, but, you know, people just don't realize how bad it is. And especially in a, in a small state like Kentucky, Tennessee, you know, like you live in a small town, you know nothing about politics. You always think everything will be fine because people share the same thing, you know. But, you know, you just need one guy with the money and um, change the prosecutor, for, the, for example, like George Soros. And they just let things go bad, you know. Okay. So and, what, um, so so what what science yeah. do you, so what science do you see that makes you think America's going to be gone here pretty soon? Yeah, because because for for example, what's the the course or base of every state? It's assembly, right? Yeah, an assembly like, like, a, like a Congress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and uh, people sharing the same feelings, right? And uh, now, right now, they just want to destroy everything. And people just don't pay, pay attention what's happening in the school system, you know? I can I can see every day. I live in New York, for, and I, I see the kids wearing their mask all the time because somebody told them, you know? They just brainwash. And that's happening everywhere where I, where I go. I have lots of friends around the USA, you know, and uh, it's just, it's, it just bothers me. That's, people just don't realize how bad it is, you know. Okay, just, I'm with you. Yeah, that's all I said. And uh, I have another thought. What, what, what do you think about the tattoo coverage on uh, Uvalde? Uh, say one more time for me, please. What do you think about tattooing and coverage on Uvalde? Why do you think he defending the cops so much? Oh, you said uh, Tatum. Well, I don't yeah, really, I don't Tatum. really, I don't, I've not really seen the videos that he put out. I know people disagree with him, but everybody has their own yeah. opinion. So I don't really know to an- answer to that question. I don't, I've not really seen it to make my own opinion. All that I know is that everybody has their own, their own opinion. Sometimes people agree. Sometimes I don't agree. Like even with me, I put out a video. I have 2,500 videos on my channel and I put out one video people don't like and then they hate me. But it's like, how about the other 2,499 videos? You hate those? Just the one video. I think we need to understand how to disagree with someone and just isolate it to the one thing rather than just assigning that to the entire person and just dismissing them. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I'm, I'm, I just want to say you, you do good job i'm super subscribe you know like so i'm just saying for people who think like this is gonna be that if something happened it's gonna change and the republicans win they are delusional you know like they they are way off because all the cities all the cities in the united states gonna be democrats all the big cities and then you lose that's all I want to say. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. And let's go to 
817 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Ray Vasquez, how are you, sir? Everything's all right. Can't complain. Yeah. Uh, I kind of agree with the guy I was talking before. I don't know if he's uh, Albanian or something. Um, but my opinion would be like what he was talking about was um, like in the school system, we don't teach the Ten Commandments. We don't teach the Proverbs. We don't teach people to respect their family members. You know what I mean? I mean, how can you expect not for society not to fall apart? Like what he was saying was like, you know, America might not be here much longer. A part of that could be true because if, if you look at history, like the Roman Empire, the reason they fell apart is because they were like, you know, the history of the Roman Empire? Edville? Yeah. Like everything was going really well, and then they started getting into sin, man. They started allowing people, you know, get gay married. You know, all kinds of crazy stuff going on, drugs, wild sex, and then the whole empire is completely collapsed. So it's just sin. So, like, in my opinion, if, if, like he was saying, in the school district, they don't teach anything important. If you just read the, 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 <clears throat> the Proverbs from the Bible, like 1 through 10, it basically just boils down to not sleeping around, keeping the Ten Commandments, trusting in God, treating each other with respect. You know, not sleeping with prostitutes, like just, you know, common sense kind of things that things that if you see that people have a lot of uh, mental issues is because they've been getting into drugs, because they've been doing kind of all kinds of kinky, weird sex. They've been doing stupid things they shouldn't be doing. It's contrary to what the Bible teaches. And the reason that what that God gave, I'll just wrap up real quick with this. The reason God gave the Ten Commandments and the Proverbs was to keep order in society. So when you take away those laws and they're not embedded in people's hearts and minds, society's going to fall apart, man. That's what's happening today. If you look at it, it's all sin, it's all murder, adultery, divorce, you know, families falling apart, people stealing, drugs, not respecting God, not respecting authority, not respecting their family. That's what's happening in this country. Right on, man. Well, thank you for your call. I appreciate you. All right, man. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's go to 215 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how's it going, ABL? It's all good. Can't complain. Okay, so you don't hear any static in the background, do you? You're fine. Okay, cool. So basically, one the topic I wanted to touch on, and basically, remember that time you, I remember all the videos when you were talking about when you were saying how you shouldn't just have a pistol, why it's good to have an AR-15, how all the politicians are trying to ban guns and all that kind of stuff. And that video that we saw down in Atlanta where a homeowner got into that shootout, those people are trying to not only break into his home but do some other stuff. It just goes to show you why why AR-15s come in real good handy. Exactly. I mean, Officer Tatum was saying the same thing too. Exactly. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're right on point though because it's like, hey – you got three guys running up on you and they're armed and you have no idea what their true intentions are. Are they just trying to steal something from your car? Are they trying to run into your house? What are they trying to do to you? Is it a hit type situation? Do you have beef with somebody? Is there a stranger that doesn't really know you? Did they go to the wrong house? I don't know what's going on, but what I do know is that I need to defend myself. And if I have a rifle, it's better. It's, it's more accurate. Number one, number two, I'm able to put more rounds in it. And 
Number three is my right. So why can't I use it? So it just makes sense to have that. But people, a lot of normies don't understand that. All they think about is just the, the firepower because they've been told this is some kind of weapon of mass destruction, the military power weapon, assault weapon. They don't understand really anything about guns. So the politicos know that and they play upon the ignorance to scare them into trying to ban the thing that can be a very good tool to protect themselves. Yeah, exactly. And they forget that. And like you said, when I, when I was watching uh, years ago, way before I even got into politics, oh my God, when I watch the documentaries, when I watch documentaries of like living in the gang culture and all that stuff, gangland, you, you, if you watch gangland, I watched a lot of those, especially when I was a kid, that stuff, I ain't gonna lie to you, that stuff scared me. Seeing the kind of firepower they had, the guns and, and the money, I'm like, how did they even get these kind of guns? I'm like, that's scary. If these criminals got these kind of guns, it's like, it's, I was like, well, screw that. The uh, innocent civilians, we got to get armed because these criminals have these kind of guns. I mean, you talk about these, not just pistols. You talking about a drum, like you already said yourself, drum clips, uh, AR-15s, M-16s, freaking AK-47s. Extended too. I was right. Like, that just that blew my mind. Man, you, you got you got you got little kids. Oh. You got little kids, twelve, thirteen years old, with uh, fully automatic Glocks with Glock switches, which is totally illegal. But you got little kids with these. So it's like people. They, we, we just got to understand how the world actually is. People are kind of oblivious sometimes to the world that exists all around them until it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, and honest. Yeah, and I. So that's why I always I'm glad I was always an internet person because I never really cared for cable anyway, like about um, you know watching TV. I mean I've watched it in the past, but I just never got too into it. So I guess I wasn't I was never really easily brainwashed because I've noticed over the years how the media mainstream media covers things because it's like you got to watch more of the local news to get a good idea of what's going on. The mainstream media they just have it's all about clicks, likes, agenda to push, and that's really all they're about. And Another thing I want to push on, well, most people know this by now, but I'm glad a lot of people are waking up. But I've known this for years, even before Donald Trump decided to run anyway. I've always had my suspicions with the mainstream media. I think I've already told you this, but another one more story I wanted to touch on is that uh, back back during – I think I've already told you this, but back during the 2020 riots, remember that, remember that time I told you about my girlfriend, one of my, girl, my girlfriends, her uh, one of her best friends, right? When she, you know she pulled the truck over, had to use her gun to protect a seven-year-old child. I don't remember that story, but go ahead. Okay, yeah, I told you that story last time. So basically, my girlfriend, one of her friends, long story short, when during the hype of the riots, right, you you won't believe how many times she had to sit outside. They had to barricade the door. Mind you, this was the hype, like May 2020. Barricade the door. Just child couldn't go to school. She had her gun. She had to stand out. You know what I mean? How long she had to stand outside her apartment near Center City to make sure nobody didn't vandalize her car because people's mm. cars were getting vandalized. And she had to sit outside of her apartment and she had to just literally had to just use her gun to threaten, not threaten people, just like kind of warn people, do not touch my car. I don't care what your cause is. Do not touch my car. She had to constantly warn people not to touch her property. And honestly, it worked because her, her car never got scratched. I'm surprised she never, nobody called the police on her. Right. Or maybe they did and the cops decided not to do nothing. Well, in that situation, it's like you got You kind of have pandemonium going on. So you call the police. What's it going to do? Uh, yeah, because she said the police never showed up anyway. Right, exactly. Because she was pointing her, pointing her gun at people, telling them, do not touch my car. Don't touch my car at all. 
like if somebody was throwing something, has something, just she would automatically just go by herself and just use her gun. Do not touch my car. She would sit on her porch the entire day, just eight hours straight during all the protests and riots and just make sure nobody vandalized her car. I said, now that is a very uncomfortable feeling. That's a good idea. And that's what needs to happen. Everybody, because you know what they say, an armed society is a polite society. That's right. Yep. Well, I don't want to take up too much time. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Have a good one, ABL. Same to you. All right. Good call. 773, you know how much we could do. ABL, it's uh, your retired Chicago police officer friend. I had a few things I wanted to talk about, but uh, some of the caller callers there, um, I wanted to comment on. The last caller, the way they get their guns and they have all this firepower is you saw it in that uh, video with the veteran protecting his home. That criminal who is out, still on the run, those three guys now have a handgun that they got out of his car. They get a lot of these weapons from robberies of homes and other things. And a big way, and you showed it maybe last year, uh, ABL, they find out, uh, you know, they pay off somebody in the railroad yards and they find the manifest for uh, boxcar number seven or whatever it might be. Uh, this is the way our firearms are transported is through the railway system and they break into these railroad cars and they get these weapons that way. They get thousands of weapons that way. Um, they break into the railroad cars and they get all these ARs and they get all these, you know, everything that goes to the gun stores around the country are transported by the railroad system. So that's the way they get all this firepower. These, these criminals, these gangs, that's an organized thing. What those guys in the Atlanta did is that they broke into the guy's car. His gun was in there. Boom. I have a gun. They break into somebody's house. Boom. I have a, you know, I have a rifle. I have a shotgun. I have a hunting rifle, but with the railway system, this is an organized thing. You know, they know exactly which boxcars they're going to. Now, what you showed the last time where they had all those, um, you know, those shoes laying all over the rail, railway, uh, railroad yard, a lot of criminals just break into random uh, boxcars. But there is a organized thing in, in Chicago. Remember, Chicago is a huge railway system. It's it's right in the middle between New York and the and, you know, and uh, California, and all roads or all railroad uh, lines lead to Chicago. And that's a big, big thing, is breaking into specific railroad cars to get specific things like the weapons. So I wanted to say that to that guy. Um, I also wanted to comment on the Czech Republic guy. Uh, I think he's correct. Here's the thing, when you corrupt, the school system, when you corrupt uh, the judicial system, when you corrupt the government with these leftist ideas, it doesn't take very long, maybe a generation to completely, you know, wipe out your way of life in a country, even as strong as the United States. You cannot let these kind of ideas get such a foothold in the country that you know, suddenly 
you're not the greatest country anymore. And in a way, we've already started that because, you know, you're not learning arithmetic anymore. You're not learning science anymore. You're learning, you know, what what your uh, leftist teacher wants to teach you, which is really not a marketable thing. You're not going to compete with other people that know science and math and things like that. You're going to get your degree in, you know, uh, black studies or whatever, or philosophy. Well, go ahead, open up your little black studies and philosophy shop, see how many people come. The last thing, ABL, is what I wanted to talk about again in the beginning. So I've never done this at Starbucks because where I worked, there were no Starbucks. Nobody could afford Starbucks in the ghetto. But I've done this literally tens and tens of times um, at McDonald's where somebody comes into McDonald's, goes in the bathroom, and is shooting up. You know, you, you the policemen know McDonald's and they know the people at McDonald's because that's your beat. And many, many times they ask me, can you go in the bathroom? Somebody's in the bathroom doing whatever. They haven't come out. I go in there, somebody's shooting up in the stall. And I, you know, I don't even arrest them. I just tell them, you know, sternly to get the hell out. Make sure you don't leave your needles and leave this, leave the place. A lot of times also homeless go in the McDonald's they buy one small cup of coffee, then they're parked there for three, four hours. And I have to tell them, listen, this is not a homeless shelter. I know you bought a coffee, but this is not a homeless shelter, especially a place in, in like Chicago. Where we have winters, you know, especially in the winter, homeless people want to congregate inside McDonald's, but it's not a homeless shelter. You have to leave. And I've had liberal people yelling at me oh why do you want to pick on him this and that well it's a place of business i'm not trying to pick on them they don't want them in their business and the last thing i'd like to say and then i'll i'll let you comment or get off is that veteran who uh, defended his home i want to warn people that they are accountable for every round that leaves their weapon and you know, although that guy had a right to defend himself, and I, I think it's great that he did, when you're outside like that and you're randomly shooting in the general area where these guys are at, well, if that bullet doesn't hit them, it, it keeps going. And it goes right through the siding of a home and maybe kills somebody watching TV and sitting in their lazy boy. And you're going to be accountable for that. So to just randomly start to shoot like that outside is a very risky and dangerous thing for a uh, citizen because you're going to be accountable for for every round and where it ends up. So, you know, that's a very, you know, precarious and dangerous situation to be in. And the last thing is how much you want to make a bet, but they'll probably never find those three guys, but those three guys were up to no good. They're probably juveniles, but how much you want to make a bet if they did catch those guys and identified them, that those three guys either are out on parole, they got out of juvie, they got their hands slapped about 20 times for, you know, doing the same knucklehead stuff that they're doing, breaking into people's homes, breaking into people's cars and everything else. So we have to get a control of our judicial system here. Now uh, that's about it, ABL. Great job. Thanks for listening to me. And uh glad to participate and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks, ABL. All right. That will be a wrap. Great way to close the show out. 
Uh, you guys have been fantastic. If you couldn't get on tonight, if you're trying to call in, I'm sorry, it's not my fault, but you know it's not my fault, Blaine the White Man. Uh, you guys have been great. I got a few super chats to read right quick and then to wrap it on up, put the bow clean on top. Thank you to the moderators doing a great job keeping the chat nice and orderly, keeping the trolls out of here. And this is a podcast, if you didn't know. This will be available in your audio on, on in the audio only format on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether it be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description. Or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop or right on up. So we got super chats on deck. Let me get to thank you to Melanie who says, Thanks for your great insights. Love listening to you. Heart emoji. Debbie says, Hi, Anthony and viewers. Anthony, what do you think about a meet and greet weekend? You and the viewer family, we can also do something good for the community whenever help and love is needed. Thank you to Michael Guest who says, I'm still waiting to hear a non-binary person explain how they got pregnant. <laughs> Thank you to Nikki who says, met an artist at Gresham Arts Fest who's making wooden flat because he's a huge fan of yours, ABL. Oh, hey, shout out to him. So, hey, that, that, I'd love to hear it. Thank you to Kyle Denson who says, so apparently according to Pink News and Gaze Over Groomers, Reddit has been in the word groomer. That's crazy. Not not surprised at all, though. Thank you to Effort Ranger Xbox, who says the WEF, World Economic Federation Foundation, wants to kill 95% of the human race. Communists destroy the food first. Thank you to Dante 2K, who says, ABL, that caller at 10.15 p.m. your time. Can you clip it and post it? The man was preaching facts like nobody else but you. Thank you to Sincerely Stephanie, who says, I've watched this show for years. Always worth it to watch live and hear the thoughts of viewers. Thanks for letting folks speak their speak their thoughts. And you do a great job. I always say out loud and subscribe at the end of the episodes. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. I really, really, really do. Thank you to Anthony McQuaid who says, ABL, please explain your family friendly atmosphere for the people who don't understand it. Yeah, basically on the show, uh, no cursing, no extra weird stuff. Just keep it like PG. Think about like, um, you know, an actual kids movie. You know what I mean? But, yeah, just, you know, no cursing is the, is the, is the main thing. Not, not, nothing you wouldn't say in public, like at a restaurant. When people watching and listening, you know, you're not, you're not, you won't go to the restaurant and talk to the wait, wait, the wait staff with a bunch of profanity and things of the nature. At least you shouldn't. But maybe that's just me. But anyway, be polite, be family friendly. That's all. But that'll be a wrap for me. Thank you for being here yet again. And until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.